Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. <laughs> You know, make America great again, right? Our new slogan is going to be keep America great, exclamation point. I'm on Meet the Press, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward. Maxine Waters, she's a... Low IQ individual. You can't help it. She really is. Ongoing pressure to vote the way that your husband, your boss, your son believes you should. I look forward to 2020 because I want to see how far left the person is going to be that we're going to run against. If you get a call like that, will you stand up? Well, I'm going to do everything I can, but I don't know. Uh, you won't run again. No, I'm, I have no plans to do that. You are fake news. Very fake news. This guy can breathe over he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Right on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Thank you. No guests this week, but um, we do have some good ones coming up soon, I hope. I think people will be excited for that. Yeah, I think um, Brittany Pettibone's going to come on next week. And uh, what's the status on Owen, Benjamin? So much to everyone's delight, if you heard on Wednesday on the call-in show, because everybody, I, I, I don't know that we have a more requested guest than Owen Benjamin. So um, Owen did reach out to me this week and, and express some interest in coming on the show. Sweet. But um, but then he has ghosted, disappeared. I'll no. reach I'll reach I'll reach back out to him. I mean, he he sounds like he really wants to come on. So uh, hopefully, uh, if we if we do Brittany next week, then we can get Owen on after that or sometime soon. But stand by for some good uh, exciting new guests we haven't had on before. You guys, we didn't do this matching thing on purpose. The live chat is viciously ripping us apart. Presumably um, because we look like a pair of lesbians. <laughs> we didn't plan this, guys. <laughs> well, I just I think we all know who copied whom. Yeah, I saw your gray hoodie and I was like, I have to have one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Andrew McCabe, Deputy Director of the FBI, he got fired, apparently. Awesome. You've got the story on that. I will admit that I'm... Uh, probably woefully uh, uh i don't know about uninformed i'm just not totally caught up on the story so we'll let you catch us up on that uh to start um and as you heard in the intro there it was like a big week of uh of 2016 all over again so yeah it did really feel like that didn't it yeah and it was kind of fun i i i liked the banter even though yeah god it's hard to listen to hillary again but i liked the banter even though they weren't really talking to each other directly it was still fun so last weekend we had trump giving a campaign speech uh, for the Pennsylvania special congressional election, election that uh, that didn't go his way, mm-hmm. but um, but he still had fun and it had the those had some of those Trump quotables that I can listen to twenty times and they're still funny. 
I know it really lifted my spirits. That speech. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Hillary travels to India and just Hillary's it up, uh, <laughs> by which I mean yeah. nothing but delusions about and falling why... over. Yeah, and falling over. She fell. She fell on the stairs twice, and then last night I'm putting together research for the show today and. I come across another story. Hillary report. Hillary slips in the bathtub and fractures her wrist. Yeah. I mean, I hate to. On principle, it's not good to laugh about old people falling oh, in the tub. Oh, she's so evil, though. It's, it's like you can't write this sort of stuff. It's it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm starting to believe the the drunkard narrative more than anything. <laughs> I mean, because her her thoughts were pretty, you know cogent she she made some some typical points she wasn't slurring her words or slipping over yeah. them she wasn't coughing like she seems able-bodied i think she's just a drunk except for going downstairs yeah, at well, which point her body is entirely ineffective uh, national walkout day was this week it's been a month since the parkland shooting and it, I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago but it seems like that's basically all we've spoken about mm -hmm. to varying degrees since um, and it's not without controversy, not just for the gun control calls, but for the apparent treatment of those who disagree in some cases. So we'll take a look at some of those cases of disagreement and see what allegedly happened. I'm having a hard time. Sometimes I feel like some of these might be drummed up a little bit, but at yeah. the same time, I don't doubt that there's some level of school indoctrination going on too. Yeah. Truth is probably somewhere in between. You know, you can't a... say disagree unless you say it like freedom tunes. I, I, I put that in my notes here, but I just didn't, I wasn't confident in delivering the line. Yeah. So you put it the, in the notes. Yeah. What I wrote uh, is um, apparent, you know, gun control calls are controversial and the apparent, apparent treatment of those who disagree <laughs> dot, dot, dot with that put that in the notes but i didn't read it that way this bridge collapse in florida uh so what's the deal with this construction company or these two behind it we'll find out i i heard that it was like i had heard people saying like oh this is it's basically an sjw feminist construction company one of them there were two companies that worked on it and i think we're only going to be talking about mcm okay so you you spent more time looking into this is there truth to that or is it is that drummed up yeah, it seems like there's truth to that. Although the, the CEOs uh, were five brothers, but it looks like underneath them, it's mostly women and it's a lot of female construction workers too. Lots of diversity hires on this one. Um, and we'll talk about it a little later, but this MCM company has had uh, some, some lawsuits filed against them um, for unsafe practices, construction practices. So hmm. it's not great. Plus, uh, Katie... Me Too's a kid, uh, uh, Katy Perry, I should say. Katy Perry, Me Too's a kid on American Idol. Um, I don't know what's more tragic in that clip. The uh, the tricking the kid into an unmeaningful kiss, which he did not want, or the fact that uh, Katy Perry now looks like a young boy herself. She does. The, the two almost look related, those two. It's, it's a... It's, it's a painful clip. Uh, and then I've got some surprise cringe for you to close. Awesome. And um, it's it's of a new theme. I can promise you it's not musical and it's not okay. like children being sexualized. It's neither of those Okay. Things. All right. I can get yeah, on board It's a new then. theme. Something different. Does it have to do with somebody's crappy campaign? No, it's not political. It's not political like running for office political. It's okay. not like that. There are political themes though. And of course, we will take super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because, of course, we are no good low-down money grabbers. True. We regret the policy, but uh, we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. 
Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. You want to take us on the go and listen to the audio format of the show, find all the links to the available audio platforms in the description, wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us just one piece of art this week from, um, from Rich, one, who's though. just been crushing it with the alternate realities. So this is <laughs> us in UK jail, apparently. This is us as uh, political prisoners oh. in the UK. I it's like my teardrop tattoo. The details in the artwork this guy sent right. me. And I got top born top beta fist tattoos. <laughs> and also, you know, like the Hamburglar jumpsuits. I don't know if they have those in the UK, but I, I like Hamburglar style as opposed to like orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very I classic. Love this. Is there a I, figure behind you with red yeah, eyes? I, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. That's another one of those references I'm going to get. Me, it says number of times that I've strangled Matt. <laughs> yes. And then you'll notice in the artwork below us that you are, in fact, strangling. Me. <laughs> Thanks, so, Rich. This is great. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I did. Uh, yeah. And thank you, Rich, for all the great work you've been doing. Before we hop into the the top story of McCabe being um, fired. Oh, you know what? I forgot to put in here. No, I didn't actually. I had one brief little um, little random clip. Uh, we, we talk about relationships on this show sometimes. We talk about like and other people's relationships on the call-in show too. The, the difficulties of you know getting along between men and women, and the difficulties of finding the right person, and all that sort of thing. Did you watch this clip before uh, before I played it here? This one. That's called glass headbutt in the video share oh, here. Oh, no, I didn't. I missed it. Okay. So this was just shared on Barstool Sports on Twitter today. And it's just, it's a random video clip of some St. Patrick's Day frustration between a couple that, um, you know, if, you, if you're feeling down about your relationship or your prospects or whatever it might be in your struggle between, uh, in, your, in the struggle between men and women, it's probably better than this. Check out this clip. Just in case you didn't understand, didn't catch it all. So the chick is just frustrated and starts screaming. The guy just runs into the nearest <laughs> glass and headbutts, headbutts it forcefully. Oh my god! You're not listening to me. One more time. One more time. Yeah. You're not fucking listening. So, what was you know, his plan it, here? He's like, if I if I bash my head into this glass, this, my girlfriend will listen to me for sure. Hey, man, you know, <laughs> that's the struggle. Now, as I was saying, given the scream that his girlfriend let out in public, I support the initial decision of running away. I think that was smart. Yeah, like, move away running. quick. Just yeah. run. Just but the headbutting, the headbutting is where I. He must have been really drunk. That looked like it hurt really. Yeah, really maybe bad. that. Maybe that was part of it. But you know, whatever's going on in your life, odds are it's. Some some shade better than that. I yeah, would what a pussy. What what is this guy's deal? Yikes. Uh, I I did want to share this. We teased it a little bit on Wednesday. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but you and I had both had this. Um, well, how about our own Me Too moments at at with the tax man this week? It's so bad, so, guys. It's so the story starts like I go into the Bozeman H and R block H and R block office on Tuesday. Well, first. And- I asked Matt to, you know, to tell me how his tax situation is because it's going to be similar to mine. And then, yeah. yeah, and and this is the first year that we've both done like full self-employment. Mm-hmm. You know, we, so we don't have we don't have like a, you know wages being deducted that sort of thing. We're not collecting a paycheck. We actually have to cut the physical check to the IRS. 
Um, so I go down there and, you know, I've done all my own books and, and I have an estimate of what I think it's going to be, but I have to have the guy help me out. He does it, you know, it takes like a half hour. We answer all the questions. He pulls up the final number on the screen and, and I, and I look at it and I just like morph into Ron Paul on the spot. <laughs> like you can't be serious. Cause it's, 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 Taxation it's is actually, <laughs> it's actually about triple what I anticipated. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and 20% of the income that you made. Yeah, the rate was really high. The rate was really, really high. And, you know, I, I, I'm responsible. I'm, I'm able to pay it. It's not a big deal. Um, well, it is a big deal, but it's not like I'm ruined or something. But, but this is how the tax the, man gets you. It, it creeps on you and you, and you don't, uh, it's taken out of your paycheck. And so you don't realize. Exactly. How much and that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to bitch about the bill that I paid or anything I like am. that. We all, Jeez. we all, <laughs> but everybody does it. Everybody who's listening to us does it. It's not unique to us. What yeah. was unique to me in this experience was actually having to look at the number and then signing the stuff to say, yeah. yes, IRS, you will take this much money from my bank account and you will have it. And watching that money leave, leave my hands. And if your average person had to do this every year, there would be mutiny. People would be like, I'm straight up not paying my taxes ever again. I want a system by which that happens. And now it could happen, you know, if, if most people work for wages, you get your pay stub, you get your W-2 at the end of the year, you can look at those numbers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't take that active step to say, this is what I actually paid in taxes to the federal government and whatever state, state and local taxes may apply. When you look at that number and you think about, I'm not saying it should be zero. I'm not saying there's no legitimate purpose for taxation or any of that. But you start to realize, I wonder what all this money is going for. And I wonder uh, what I could have. Welfare for single moms. Have you seen the breakdown? I said, it's crazy. I, I, yeah, I was speculating abortions for illegals is I probably mean, where, the, yeah. <laughs> where the money's going. But, um, but, but I can tell you for sure, like on this show, between the two of us, we absolutely could have hired part-time help, absolutely could have replaced every piece of equipment that we have. Uh, Four times over. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, it was you know, really glad- painful. Like, I'm glad that it's settled up. And I will say a lot of tech, tax professionals reached out to us who are in the audience listening yeah. on Wednesday and offered services. Appreciate everybody who's offering consultation and advice and all that stuff. We've arranged with one listener to sort this out so it's a better deal for next year. But but point of the story, is, as I want to emphasize again, is not bitching about this. It's just saying like, when you do your taxes this year, if if you don't normally look at that number and you just kind of go in and say, well, what can I get in terms of um, uh, of a refund? Yeah, refund is great, but that's not the government giving you money, really. That's your money that's just yeah. coming back to you. And you should still look at those numbers and realize, like, my God, like, that, that's Yeah, and then hundreds, you see what it's going to, do, yeah. and it's things you don't agree with politically, and you're, and you're like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Where's the consent? They're taking money from me without my fucking consent. It, taxation really is <laughs> Yeah, I sat there and was like, those damn libertarian memes were right all were along. Right. <laughs> yeah. What have I been doing? Um, yeah. No, I... I uh, yeah, it's, it, I just, I think I'm not saying that everyone has to have a certain perspective on this or not. I'm just saying, I think perspectives would change if everyone had that sort of experience yeah. of actually writing the check to them and watching it leave your hands. Anyway, it was, it was a fun time. I, I just and then I can't I, think the, about it too much. It's the so best painful. part was I came back at like six at night or something and I just type in our Skype chat. Like, holy shit, you will not believe how much money I just paid to the tax man. But I know, then I and like then I went to it. bed or whatever. Like, and then he went to bed, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so I read it uh, at like 11 that night. And I knew he had long since go- gone to bed. And so I'm all night thinking, holy shit, am I going to have to pay like <laughs> it was 20 just a grand in taxes? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot for that. 
Well, I guess we should talk about this McCabe thing. I did kind of yeah, want to yeah. keep it short because um, the it. Inspector General report has not been released to the general public. And I know how you feel about things that haven't been read by the general public. <laughs> I'm not I don't so... want to have a FISA situation on our hands. Uh, so we'll just talk Jeez, about this. That was, that, was, that was said with hostility. Jeez. So Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, he was going to get a $1.8 million pension if he was not fired before this Sunday. I believe it was this Sunday, not last Sunday. Um, so he was fired. I think this is a really big deal. I mean, I think that this is going to be the start of the indictments. This is no small thing. He worked for the FBI for 25 years, and now he's not going to be able to collect on, on money that he was relying on. Um, so I really think this is the start of something bigger. Uh, but Jeff Sessions declared that he was going to fire McCabe right after the Justice Department inspector, um, Michael Horowitz, concluded a, a Bureau oversight investigation. And they haven't released this to the general public, though. So Sessions read it, decided that he had lied on Hillary's emails and that he should he should be out. Yeah. So your question here, how much of this is legitimate? I see that. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, that's that's true. I did write it this way. What I mean is you got to read the rest of, of the question, though. So I you there's clearly a, timing. Eh? Well, there's clearly a stated reason for his firing, and I'm not disputing the legitimacy of yeah. that. But there's also a timing element to this. Well, so of course, for, well, they had to do it before this Sunday, or he was going to be able to collect a pension. You should yeah. be able to collect a pension if you've part of the member or member of the FBI has just lied their ass off. I mean, and and I'm. And to be clear about my question, I'm writing the question entirely uninformed on what's going on here. I'm just fascinated by the timing because you got Trump out there calling, like, firing him two days before he's supposed to collect this retirement package. Yeah, I should read this. Calling section. him a choir boy. <laughs> so it's like, okay, part of this absolutely has to be a specifically timed move. And and well, as you've explained, the general here, public was going to have a huge backlash if he was able to collect this, this pension. People yeah. would have been really, really pissed off. So I should read this Sessions statement. Sure. Okay. He said, pursuant to Department Order 1202 and based on the report of the Inspector General, the findings of the FBI Office of Professional Responsibility and the recommendation of the department's senior career official. So this wasn't Trump. I have terminated the employment of Andrew McCabe effective immediately. So all the coverage of this was talking about how Trump was doing this um, because he wanted to control the Russian narrative. Oh, God. So frustrating. Um, this well, is a long time coming, though. I'm really, really happy about it. Did you see? Uh, I also saw what um, McCabe's lawyer is out saying, which, which was kind of a weird statement that he had. I thought so, McCabe released that statement. What did his lawyer say? I'm looking at Talking Points memo right now. McCabe lawyer Trump tweets show corrupted illegitimate firing process. So How? this lawyer's name is Michael R. Bromwich. It's just a tweet himself. All he says is, we will not be responding to each childish, defamatory, disgusting, and false tweet by the president, referring to uh, the president calling Andrew McCabe a choir boy and other names that he may have said. The whole, the whole truth will come out in due course, but the tweets confirm that he has corrupted the entire process that led to Mr. McCabe's termination and has rendered it illegitimate. I don't understand. I, I, you can call the tweets poor taste, but I'm not entirely clear on how the tweets render the process uh, illegitimate. Right. Other people were involved in this firing decision. This wasn't at Trump's, you know, he wasn't requesting this. And I'm not really sure how it helps him when the House Intelligence Committee has already said that there was no collusion with Russia and he was fired for unrelated reasons. It was the Hillary probe that was the primary issue. Here. Right, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. As the uh, what, what would be a good name for an FBI soap opera at this point? <laughs> Because we definitely need a name for something like that. I, I don't, I don't have know. A I mean, do you think that this is head, the but... start of indictments? You think that, or this is going to be the end? This is punishment. 
I would be unqualified to answer that question because I don't know. Is there an allegation of illegal behavior? Is there an allegation uh, of criminal yeah, behavior? Sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll have to wait until the IG report comes out. We can uh, read it. Yeah. You know, That's, you know how much I love waiting to read things for myself. It's I my know. favorite thing in the world. Probably really long and boring. Yeah. Although, uh, uh, on the list of things I'm excited to read about, IG's report on Andrew McCabe's malfeasance. That that strikes me as more of like Blonde's wheelhouse for things to read than Matt's some of the wheelhouse. live chat suggestions are good. Um, what did somebody just say? Crime and not punishment. Oh, I missed it. Hmm. Leaking and lying. That's, I like that's these. Yeah, all right. <laughs> FBI fibs. Uh, is that all you got on McCabe? Yeah, I mean, I want to read the report. I knew you were going to be like, this is just hearsay until we read it, which is probably true. But you know, I I do think that they did this because they were concerned what the backlash would be about what the backlash would be if um, he was able to collect his pension. Hmm. So. I actually came into this with basically no opinion. Like I, I, I know that's kind of disappointing. I, I would rather admit to that than try to craft an opinion in 10 minutes. And well, it's all really it, confusing. But, My video on the yeah. FISA um, memo, it, it just took forever because this is such a convoluted people's relationships um, are, you know, their marriages and their affairs and their companies that are related to it's, it's really convoluted. It was difficult to get my mind around. So your average person probably does not know what's going on here. Hmm. Although, although Hannity it, is like a dog with a bone and his ratings have been great lately. It's I, the, the other reason I'm so hesitant on these things too, is that these issues just tend to be this. Um, they're just like political segregators. You know what I mean? Like you have controversy yeah. at the FBI and then the teams just line up like on partisan lines and, that's I find it very difficult to find the truth in that context because I, I, I'm not the kind of guy that's just, you know, trying to join a team. Like if if this team says that, then, I, or, then I'm on their team or whatever. It's I don't know. That, that that's stuff not really what's happening, though. There was obvious corruption. Well, yeah, but, that, see, but what I'm saying is that's what everybody on the right says about McCabe. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But then the rest, the left lines up and says, no, 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 it's evidence of Trump trying to smear the, the FBI's integrity as a, as a way to discredit Mueller and the rest of the investigation and all that stuff. Why would he even have to do that? They discontinued their investigation as far as Russian collusion is concerned. So why would uh, he well, have no, to Well, no, Mueller's is not, but the House... Not Mueller, the, the House Intelligence. I mean, yeah. that, that is, I mean, that's vindicating. Uh, it's less vindicating than Mueller because the House Intelligence Committee investigation is at some level a partisan investigation. Like, was that ever really going to turn? Was you think Devin Nunes is going to come out and say, "Whoa, we've seen the evidence, and he did collude"? Like, that's I never think that if there was any evidence of collusion, it would have come out a, a long time ago, and that they're going to have to lay this to rest. The entire yeah. investigation. I, 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 um, I can see that. I just, I don't know that, uh, that I would expect this case ever to have been built on a House Intel Committee case. You okay. Know? Not that I expect the case ever to be built. Like, to be clear, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, mean, I look forward to eating my words. It's going to be promptly discontinued. But nobody's going to eat their words. What the media is going to do is they're just going to keep on keeping on and act like nothing happened. And there's going to there's be obviously no retractions, nothing like that. They're never going to say, we were wrong to invent this Russian narrative, even though, you know, it's a big nothing burger. They're not going to admit that. There's going to be no satisfaction here unless people get indicted. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Yes, we will. Um, the most exciting thing about all this to me is the Trump tweets and calling people choir boys and all that, which uh, we'll get to, you know, Trump's back on his A game again this week. But perhaps that's going to be a long segment. So perhaps we should take a break before we oh, do let that. Me see. I forgot about super chats. Okay. 
Um, Kokurasu Shapurji Sarabji said, That's oh, a name. Man, I know. My name is Kakasaru Shapurji Sarabji. Man, I think that's just trolling. <laughs> uh, no, he, he like, like medically looking it's, to support today's show. Um, as always, though, we must cure the existence of this podcast in a future for <laughs> Thank you for that. That's funny. Well, it's, it's, the only reason I say it's trolling, it seems like he's trying to make you read a difficult name for this. There's always that I mean, trolling of trying to make name. you read difficult nope, things. That's just, well, I don't want to insult him if it is his name. No, of course not. And <laughs> I don't mean to say it that way. It's just, I know there's a recurring meme of trying to make you say difficult things. Yeah. I remember when people were sending us um, super chats in German. Yeah. That was trying to make us real pronounce Yamaka and... Uh, Benny B says, Hey guys, I've been following you both for about as long as you've been doing political commentary. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say that I love what you're doing. Go Cubs. Firefly is the best TV show and rush rules. And thanks for the Firefly. The best. I actually have not even seen it. I could not comment on that, but thank you. No surprise there. Um, Rainer Chen said, may not be able to catch the full show. Have fun guys. Also as a necromancy specialist, I can tell the spells holding the green, uh, the green goo and rot inside Hillary's body and human shape is starting to wear. (laughs) Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll judge that in a moment when we take a look at her her um I just can't believe it. Every time she says something stairs. like this, I'm like, you're still alive? God. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Um Sean Cron says, Okay, faggots, dish on what brand of hoodies those are. I need one, like official show swag. This one is not even made anymore, or else I would have bought like ten of them. <laughs> you don't have ten of those in your closet? I just no, assume. I have it's like the greatest hoodie I've ever owned. I've had it for a couple of years. <laughs> I like this one too. Unfortunately, Bye. it's no longer available. Uh, Lay Schilling said, the very thought of Hillary in a bathtub is fucking disturbing. <laughs> Quote, Alex, I'll take the mat. I'll take Matt watches Brokeback Mountain for, for the Daily Double, please. Yeah, me too. All right. I, you earned that. You earned that. Dakota Stanton, here's $10 from the People's Republic of Milwaukee. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jacob Mai, did you see the last time cover with a photo of a woman and two kids with the tagline of ripped apart? The cause of America's immigration crackdowns. By the way, love you too. You know, I saw a lot of comments on the last video that were like, Blonde so heartless for laughing at this human smuggler who is being taken away by ISIS. Like, I come think on, I people. Laughed you don't think too. this is funny? She was smuggling I, drugs and people across the board. I, I will not have any. And by the way, her arrest, as we said, I don't think it was very violent. I, I thought it was. Why? Those chicks yeah. were just freaking out. Oh my God, they're taking my mom away. It's like, well, maybe she shouldn't do what she's doing and have had you in this country illegally. How about that? It's not my fault, not my problem. I'm allowed know, to think this is hilarious, people. I don't know how you can be familiar with the facts of the case and what she did and say that that is a person who is deserving of... Well, people in the comments were like, it's still a family, and they're, they're still breaking up a family. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. Again, at Then deport doing, the daughters, too. Then you're not breaking up any families. Right. Like, is that the fault of the officers? I don't think it is. You're so heartless. I have to feel bad for people that are squatting in our country and smuggling drugs and other people into the country. I better well, feel. I gotta feel so sorry for them and their families, <laughs> their precious children that they had in this country illegally, anchor babies. Well, if if they're tuning in this week, they get uh, a double down because we're gonna laugh at an old lady breaking her wrist. So, <laughs> um, yeah. dude, two O said, "What do you think of Maddox's twenty million lawsuit against Dick Masterson?" Oh, people told me that we should talk about this, but I didn't look into it. I actually don't know anything about that it. That cracks on the First Amendment. I think you confused a lot of the Dick show fans on your last show. Um, I've only heard loosely about this, but it hasn't made our its way onto our show yet. If somebody wants to email me details about this or an article, I can yeah. read. Yeah, I mean, if we've later. talked about it, maybe we had a caller about it or a super chat, but you and I have not talked about it because I don't even know. I don't know what the 
the issue is. Um, so due to oh, just just shoot us some of the source material on that. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven. Should five percent appear too small? Be thankful I don't take it all because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. I wish it was five. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Um, Seagram's Gin says they need to charge McCabe so all the evidence becomes public during the trial, so there isn't more any conjecture or any more conjecture hmm. too high behind. Yeah. Um, that would be um, uh, like Blonde's Christmas times ten that day. Yeah. I, I can't wait. What will it's, be greater, really like the, the birth of your child or FBI big reveal day? We'll find mm-hmm. out. Maybe both will happen next year. Maybe it'll happen on the same day. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a faggot said, <laughs> I heard Putin might have ties to Russia. I heard that too. Ah. Patrick Waz missed the last few shows, but I'm stoked to listen live again. My half Asian engineer girlfriend and I love you guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we and heard about her before. We have. And that's yeah. the last one. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so let's... Uh, I, I'm, I've heard this, as I said, I've heard this like 20 times. I'm still excited to listen to it. So we kind of had the great thing about this week was we kind of had these, they weren't dueling speeches per se, but they were campaign esque. Trump's was certainly a, a, actually a campaign speech. Hillary's sort of, it was more book promotional, but Trump and Hillary going back and forth. Dare I say, I kind of missed it and I still find it hugely entertaining. So Trump gives a speech last weekend. This is, um, this is prior to the Pennsylvania special election that happened this week. Connor Lamb is the apparent winner, the Democrat over Rick Saccone in this, um, this district outside of, um, outside of Pittsburgh. I don't, to me, I don't find this election to be that interesting. They're going to redraw the district. It's going to be, re- this is irrelevant after 20, but it is basically. interesting that but, uh, a Democrat that's not super far left is going to get serious traction. I mean, I think this should teach them that, that if they move to the right and some moderate Democrats, actually moderate Democrats, right. Yeah. That they'll do so, well, but they're not so, going to do that. So he's Connor Lamb's pretty reasonable on guns. Um, not an intersectional guy, just basically ran on, on, you know, good jobs for working class Americans. doesn't matter their color or their gender or you know whatever any of that stuff good for you it's it is a blueprint for the democrats that if you just run if you moderate on some of the issues on which you're flat out insane like immigration and guns you start talking about things that impact everyday americans lives you got a good chance to win you start talking about intersectional politics you probably lose so will they wise up will they take note of connor lamb and others to your point too there's a couple different ways to interpret this one this isn't this election is another example of special elections since the Trump since Trump's election going the way of Democrats, a big shift yeah. towards Democrats overall, whether they win or not. It's they've, even in Republican places like the special election here in Montana was a lot closer than people would have expected. That was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's reason for optimism for Democrats. The other side of it is what you're talking about, though, too, which is. Is that really what happened here? Is this, or is this a case of a Democrat who moderated more to the right and was successful? And if that's the case, if we get more Connor Lambs successful in the Democratic Party, I guess I would consider that a win. Like if Nancy Pelosi wins there, that's a problem. But if Connor Lamb wins and stays true to what he ran on, then that's less no. of a problem. I don't want Democrats to use their right-leaning members as a Trojan horse to get all their stupid immigration bullshit through. I want them to continue to be relentlessly Marxist so that we can at least see, at least there's some transparency <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving Connor Lamb the benefit of the doubt that I buy him as sincere when in fact I've listened to him very little and, and you know, yeah. but if he's sincere in what he said, then I have less of a problem with him in Congress than, um, well, how about low IQ Maxine Waters? How about that? 
So Trump gives this speech stumping for Rick Saccone last weekend. And it's just, it's full it's of so good. just gold mines. Um, we, maybe we'll pause it. So you know, it's a little bit long, but maybe we'll pause it partway through. So if you got, if you got commentary, just tell me when to stop. But this is Trump in um, Moon Township. You ever see the story where I'm, it's 1999. I'm on Meet the Press, a show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. Gesture. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. At first, I thought he, I thought he said he was a sleepy-eyed son of a bitch, but he just says he's a sleeping son of a bitch. Oh, I thought he said sleepy-eyed son of a bitch. Who isn't a sleeping son of a bitch? <laughs> he does I call like... him sleepy-eyed Chuck, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but then he just says he's a sleeping son of a bitch. <laughs> he does always look that tired. That Chuck Todd with his oxygen breathing and his eating, that son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. He rips on uh, MSNBC and, uh, and CNN. A certain anchor on CNN, fake as hell, CNN. The worst. Oh. So fake. Fake news. And their ratings are lousy, by the way. And compared to Fox, their ratings... The worst of them. CNN, <laughs> MSNBC, which is... <laughs> which is worse. Yeah. MSNBC, third rate. And NBC, which is horrible. Their newscast, <laughs> by the way, is not doing well. On NBC Network, they're heading down the tubes. President Xi, president for life. That was so another... he's, re he's referring to the Chinese president here. And this was BS when they, the, when he found out the Chinese president is president for life and joked about it. Maybe I should be president for life. And they ran those serious headlines. Come on. Garbage. So he's president for life. But I was joking and I said, huh, <laughs> president for life. That sounds good. Maybe we're going to have to try it. Maybe we're going to. But I'm joking. And they knew I was, everybody in the room was laughing. Everybody's having a great time. A couple of them went back. Donald Trump, with his dictatorial attitude, now wants to be president for life. You know, straight. Fake news. Fake. You know, make America great again, right? Make America great again, right? So you know what the new slogan's gonna be? Because I can't use it. In three years from now, we can't say make America great again because I already did that. But our new slogan is going to be keep America great, exclamation point. Keep America great. <laughs> I just, I love the way he delivered that line. Exclamation point. <laughs> exclamation point. That's just, you know, love him or hate him. And don't get me wrong, Donald Trump <laughs> says some things that are factually false frequently. He makes me cringe a lot. But there's just Not something. Not as much as Hillary, though, even though he's oh, president. God. Yeah, I mean, th that's why this stuff is good too. I've said it before. It's like, you know, it's like watching the gun meeting, for example. Is you're watching stuff like that and thinking, God damn it, I voted for this guy. Like, what is he doing? And you start to, I don't know, you just you start to worry you start about to him. Doubt, but then yeah. he rewards you with stuff like this. Although one is, one is about actual policy and one is just entertaining me. <laughs> but I've been saying, I said back in 2016, I'm just voting for lols. And I feel like I have been rewarded with lols aplenty. And lols I shall receive. And lols he does deliver. So there's plenty more. Starting with low IQ Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, a very low IQ individual. Never see her? We will impeach him. We will impeach the press. But he hasn't done anything wrong. It doesn't matter. We will impeach him. She's a low IQ individual. You can't help her. She really is. <laughs> so I was saying to you privately, I don't know what your take on this is. 
I'm not a big fan of the dog whistling accusation. Yeah, but if there ever was one, this has got to be it. <laughs> because I, part of it is I just don't ever hear, let's put it this way. Do I doubt that Maxine Waters is a low IQ individual? Fact check, true. Unless you go to Snopes or PolitiFact, they might dispute it. But my own fact checker says true. However, the only context in which I hear low IQ references to IQ generally, usually in the context of race realism, race yeah. and IQ, of course, Maxine Waters happens to be an African-American. Yeah, um, but the race and IQ thing, it might just be because we're on YouTube. Like, do you think maybe. your average person is really experiencing all of this discussion about race and IQ? I, I doubt it. But I just don't, speaking of the average person, I mean, if, if you and I were speaking about somebody, you'd if say, he, yeah, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, that guy's stupid. That guy is a very low IQ individual. I mean, Nobody I would believe that. it more if he was like, Maxine water average IQ of a 85 then I'd be like all right that's a dog have you, whistle have you guys seen Maxine's spot on the bell curve it's way <laughs> down there yeah. way low yeah okay yeah so I don't know I don't know if that was his intent all I'm saying is I reserve the right to laugh about the context in which it yeah. fits and at the end of the day, he's talking about an individual who I do believe to be low, low IQ. IQ. That's true. And somebody in the live chat just pointed this out, but this is true. He has called Mika low IQ a bunch of times. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Doesn't uh, stop the media fair, from reacting though. Fair point. God, of all the things you could call Mika, low IQ would not be my go-to. I'd, I don't know. She's pretty dumb. Yeah, but there's, I mean, look, look at, go to her Wikipedia page. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's still the same image. I can't put it up on screen. Mika Brzezinski, like, oh, did they change her Wikipedia image? No, they didn't. If you're listening to this, go go to your Wikipedia, go to, go to your Google machine and, and look up Mika Brzezinski on Wikipedia. Then the image that is her, the headline image, click that and it's high res. And then realize like that bizarre, crazy wrinkle face, like it looks like Darth Sidious oh, um, given blonde anchor form. Yikes. That is a, that's not, an old person necessarily that's a 50 year old woman yeah joe left his wife for this woman yikes i think they had kids too oh boy well he writes sweet songs so good for him yeah. last thing trump says is uh i can't wait to see how far left of a candidate they put up in 2020 yeah he's right is there any more fun than at a trump rally yeah. Yeah. they obstruct they delay they do everything they can and that's all they're good at. They have no ideas. They have no ideas. I mean, I look forward. I really do. I look forward. By the way, except Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein has fantastic ideas at the gun meeting and everyone needs to accommodate <laughs> yeah, them. Totally. But anyway. Forward to 2020, because I want to see how far left the person is going to be that we're going to run against. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Okay. Well, that was fun. I thought that was a fun listen, but I don't have m many more thoughts than I've already said. Do you have any more thoughts on the Trump rally? No, I mean, it was uplifting. I thought this is where he really shines when he's talking candidly to people that support him. He can make jokes and everybody laughs. He doesn't feel the kind of pressure that the media puts on him to, to be so serious. And was this the the same speech where he was acting presidential, like mocking what, what being presidential is? I don't remember that, but I did listen through it on double time because I was looking for some specific parts. Like, I can't so. remember if this was the same speech. Somebody in the live chat tell me, but I think it was. Um, so we didn't have to be so so presidential, and that's you know really where he does well when he's allowed to kind of be himself. The yeah. cringe, the cringe fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it, it is uh, my appreciation of Trump 
um, again, as you know, somebody who's not always appreciating him. But my appreciation of him is is at its highest during events like that because I don't know. He just seems like a silly, weird grandpa who's telling a lot of blunt truths. There's some nonsense mixed in and some weirdness, but there's a lot yeah. of blunt truths that a lot of other people aren't willing to say, and that's kind of fun. You know, Don Jr. is getting divorced. Yeah, I saw some people. This is. I was tweeting about this earlier this week. This is peak Trump derangement syndrome stuff. People convinced that the divorce proceedings between Don and what's his wife's name? I forget um, the name of his I think wife. It starts with a T. I can't remember that. Anyway, Don and his Don and his wife's divorce excited mm-hmm. that the divorce proceedings are going to reveal information that is going to finally get Trump and Don in the Mueller investigation. It's are like, are you people serious? First off, that's not going to happen. Second off, why are you celebrating divorces? I know like, five children are going to be split <laughs> between two families now. There's only okay. There's only two things that are acceptable to laugh at. One is splitting up of illegal families. Two is old ladies breaking their wrists. But no yeah. laughing at divorces. Yeah. No celebrating yeah. divorces. Exactly. I draw the line there. It bums me out though. You degenerates. I mean, five kids. It's like, can't you guys make it work? The wife filed. So, especially with all that money. But I'm Vanessa, sure she's in. That's what it is. I'm so sure she's in line for a sweet deal. Probably. I mean, yeah. it just bums me out. All of this Trump stuff, in contrast to Hillary giving a speech or a discussion session at this India Today conclave in Mumbai, why she's even there, I don't exactly know. I gather it's to promote her book, which came out a while ago, What Happened. Why is she there? I don't, they offer to pay her a bunch. This is my whole conclusion based on watching her on this trip, this weird, seemingly inconsequential speech that she gave, falling down the stairs, breaking her wrist in a tub. I'm just wondering. Lady, why are you even doing this? She talks at one yeah. part in her speech about being a grandmother of two, and it's like, yeah, go be a grandma of two. Why, why are you going to India to give a speech to this stupid event, falling down the stairs, tell, still pointing fingers at everybody else for not voting for you? Why are you doing she's this? She's still trying to protect her ego. She's like still in shock that she didn't win. Uh, clearly. like, Let's have a listen to some of the things that she said, and it's just... <laughs> I wish I could say, I wish it was true that I edited out the part where she says, you know, there were a lot of things my campaign did poorly that I would do differently if I were running again today, starting with X, Y, and Z. That's not part of this hour-long discussion. That doesn't happen. Do you expect it's... humility from her? What? I mean, <sighs> she's probably had people killed. This woman, You're not going to get anything good out of her before she dies. Well, at least I got some laughs in this speech, I guess. So she starts off by... Well, first off, the the host just you know blows smoke up her wherever, as oh, Trump would say. And so much ass kissing. It's the really the lady who should be president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the woman who has compassion in her soul, steel in her smi- in Seriously? her spine, and a smile that can dazzle the world. You are fake. A news. woman who should have been the president of the United States of America. <laughs> And by the way, sorry about the video quality is kind of poor. I couldn't find a high quality video recording of this. So we'll go with what we have, but it's what not the greatest. Um, one of her weird like dictator suits. It I think. is. She, yeah. she looks like she's in the Chinese army or something. You know, actually what? it's like an Indian dress. I think they discuss it at some is point. It? She's, you'll she see her when she sits this down. This before she broke her wrist, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You'll see, see it when she sits down. And the, injury with like a big sari or something like that. Ah. 
the um the host does mention nice Indian dress or something. I cut that part out, but there is a reason she's wearing what she's wearing. She's doing a, a more modest Trudeau, I think. She's wearing the traditional garb of India. Embarrassing. That's what she's doing, I think. But um, but this this is the part where she starts blaming reasons why she lost uh, in general. So we got anger and resentment. That seems like a little bit of projection to me. Press out to get her. That's I love this. The press was out to get her on the emails. Apparently. InfoWars controls all the strings of the American press. Comey and the FBI, and of course, Russia colluding with WikiLeaks. America, it was a perfect storm. Deep currents of anger and resentment flowing through our culture. A political press that told voters my emails were the most important story. The unprecedented intervention by the FBI and the information warfare waged from within the Kremlin, aided and abetted, by WikiLeaks, and he's doing something. So you can, she sits down here, and you can see that dress kind of. How could she still be saying the WikiLeaks? How could she still be saying this? Wasn't there some? I I feel like I'm unqualified to speak on that. Wasn't there some evidence of like WikiLeaks Russia collusion or something? No, like the that? mainstream media made it look like they had discussed some things before the election. I can't I can't remember the details. But. And the rest of the arguments she gives are more circumstantial. They're more timing. Like she'll say, oh, we released the Billy Bush bus tape and then WikiLeaks came out a couple days later. That sort of thing. Like it's, it is circumstantially interesting. But to me, it's just like, yeah, people with a political interest release this stuff at politically opportune times. That makes sense in the context of a political election. Right. It doesn't imply that people you want to blame are directly at fault. It just means that yeah, this stuff was probably released for a political purpose. Yeah. I, can, I can grant that as much. So, I mean, I've always I've always said that the email release is is a, is there are two problems to it. We shouldn't ever be happy about people getting access to our politicians' emails. We shouldn't be happy about security being compromised. But that doesn't mean that we also ignore the contents. Oh, uh, right. But, I mean, they're public officials. They have to be acting with some element of transparency like they have to <laughs> but the so, but the the servers that were hacked were not public though because you can get you can get anybody's any public officials email these were party servers right but right? they should have been public not party some of them that's that's all private unless you're unless you're actually an office holder but i guess she was she was an that, office holder during the duration of the missing emails those were all public domain that then that, that's the nature of that controversy is yeah. her secretary of state state official emails are are subject to to public release for sure but right. if it's just like debbie wasserman schultz emails as dnc chair those aren't necessarily subject to public scrutiny but Anyway, the idea that the media was out there pushing the email narrative on us every day. No, lots of people on the Internet were, but that's not what I saw on CNN and even Fox, to be honest. No, Fox was on it every day. Maybe I'm maybe I'm fake newsing that one, but whatever. Uh, Okay, so this, this this quote here is actually highly underrated to me in terms of how much I had to listen to it like two or three times because it pisses me off. She basically talks about why people voted for Trump and his. Um, his reality show campaign. And may, am I interpreting this correctly or incorrectly? You can tell me. I interpret her to be saying voters weren't sophisticated enough to vote for yeah. me. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Especially when she gets to the point where she's talking about women and how we can't make our own decisions. Yeah. She says voters are going to have to be more sophisticated going forward, which to me implies they weren't sufficiently sophisticated to vote for you this time. Yeah. All these poor minorities that she courts are are simply just, you know, 
not sophisticated. Yeah. Here's what she says. Something entirely different, which is this reality TV campaign. Voters have to be prepared to say, okay, that was entertaining. Wow, couldn't take my eyes off of him. But what's he really going to do? And what has he ever done that convinces me that he could actually accomplish any of it? So it's, Let's talk about it's what going you've to require done, a lot more sophisticated <laughs> oh analysis by voters if this trend goes from our 2016 campaign. If, That's what I'm saying. The sophisticated analysis oh we have to There's open-air slave markets in Libya because of her actions, and she's going to talk to the American public like we're just too stupid to have voted for her? What a an evil bitch. I hate her so much. That sounds unsophisticated to me. Ah! And she, the, here's the part that everyone's ripping on, too, is she goes into this bit about how the places that voted for her are so great and they're rich and diverse. Progressive. And, it's so yeah. progressive. Yeah. You look at the map of the United States. There's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving Bullshit. forward. Hold on. And his whole... What about all the welfare recipients in those cities? What about those people? What about the minority vote that she, that she was so dependent on? She can't tell me that, that all of these people were progressive. Some of them are poor minorities, totally dependent on government welfare to meet their basic needs. That's, that's why they voted for her. I'm sure there's some truth to that. I wanna, I'm going to play the rest of her segment here, this, this part, and then I, I have some things to say about her GDP comments. The whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting... Actually, I'll, I'll stop it there, but, um, or at least pause it there. So that, that GDP argument is pretty interesting to me. So I won places that have two-thirds of the U.S. GDP. Isn't that mostly just a function of population, though? Maybe I'm wrong on that, but... We don't measure we don't measure elections by GDP. I would it's like me coming back to her saying, "Well, look at the landmass that Trump won. Right. Look at right. all that's look at all that acreage. Well, acreage is not the measurement by which we right. And this is why we have electoral winners. college too, so yeah. that somebody uh, if they court all the um, cosmopolitan vote, they won't just automatically win. This is why we do this. Why we have this system. It, it so it's irrelevant. Also, I don't know why she's even bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 to me, it just seems like a proxy for population. Yeah. If she didn't win two thirds of the population, obviously, but it makes sense that urban centers where you performed well are also GDP centers, so to speak. Um, anyway, uh, so th this part is particularly awful. She characterizes Trump voters as people who, um, don't support black people getting rights or women getting jobs. Oh, the latter. I was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, really, I'm going to solve it. Now, name one person besides blonde who <laughs> voted Trump and holds those views. I mean that seriously. I mean, I'm joking, but I'm serious. Not the racial thing, but the women thing for sure. Yeah. You oppose women getting jobs? Do you, let's put it this way. Do you think your average Trump voter opposes women getting jobs? No, for sure. No. Yeah. I don't know anybody, any average Trump voter who's like, man, it, it was such a shame that we extended black people the right to vote. And it was such a shame that we had these uh, civil rights protections in the 60s. No. 
And it was such a shame that women can work if they want to. I don't, I really don't. <laughs> I know you're not your, you're the average Trump voter. I don't think, yeah, the average Trump voter is, is probably like a little bit right of center. And he got a lot of centrists too. And even, even in your, your case, like people that probably, you don't push back on her enough. I'm going to push back on you a little bit, maybe. I think, tell me if I'm characterizing your position rightly or wrongly. I think what you would say is that, would you say that you want women legally banned from certain jobs? Or would you just say, hey, women, professional pursuits are less likely to lead you to happiness than having a family would be? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want them to be legally banned from jobs, but, you know, but I do want to strip them of their right to vote. So <laughs> I can't. You heard it here, Jared Holt. Yeah, fucking Jared yeah. Holt. He won't shut up this week, will he? Yeah. Hey, women got us into this mess with their emotional voting patterns. Um, what's, uh, is, is that your argument in favor of, uh, of repealing the, of, of yeah. getting rid of suffrage? It wouldn't the... be in this Marxist nightmare hellscape if it wasn't for women feminizing the government and making everybody vote emotionally. And now we have this beta male population that's, you know, of the same variety. Hmm. Like women did this. Th this is, this is, cla this is another great example of like the way that we look at the same issue like you're, you're judging your position based on the outcome. Like if the outcome, if the outcome of the election is bad, then we should evaluate the process. And to I guess, it, it, tell me if I'm mischaracterizing it to me, I, I will always look at these things and say, if the process is sound, I don't care about the outcome, but there's flaws in that because the outcome can be really bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. If the, the process can have integrity and the outcome can be horrible. Horrible. Right. Um, I mean, think about what would happen if women couldn't vote. They would become more dependent on their on their men, which I think is 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 a good thing. Female independence has has largely led to this too. We need to be told what to when you say <laughs> when you say this, what do you mean though? um this this uh like ac academic environment, just how Marxism has infiltrated all government institutions. I mean, how much of this really, how much of this is because of emotional female voting patterns? Hmm. I mean, if, if women couldn't vote, do you think that Hillary would have gotten even halfway to, to where she was? Well, she's going to talk about that. That's a good, that's a good segue because she has reasons why those pesky married white women didn't vote for her. And by the way, Jared, I disavow. Don't put me in your stupid hit piece. Oh, we would also incentivize women to get married too. That's another thing. Because if they really wanted to have a political voice, they're like, well, I better marry somebody with you know, sound political ideologies whose vote counts for both of us. I wouldn't be in favor of this because I... Surprise, I'm all about that. I'm all about that individual, man. But if you wanted to set a precedent by which only married couples could vote, landowning married couples that would be that more were born in the United States. That would be more appealing to me than saying only men as individuals can vote. Uh, yeah, I mean, we still have the problem of um, you know immigrants with ethnic interest voting. I mean, that's that's also problematic. Hmm. But married, yeah, married couples that are landowning and were born in the United States. That's what I would do. Maybe we'll have to sit this, sit down and hash this out sometime. Like the ideal voting structure. It's Tune never going to happen. That. Women, I mean, you can't put this genie back in the bottle. You're never going to strip them of their right to vote. This is all just a fantasy. Well, here's why my Hillary fantasy. says married white women didn't vote for her. Uh, going back to my husband and even before, but just in recent times, going back to Bill and, and, and uh, oh, husband, our candidates really? and then President Obama have been losing the white vote, including white women. And part of that is 
a, an identification with the Republican Party uh, and a, uh, a, a sort of ongoing pressure uh, to uh, vote the way that your husband, your boss, uh, your son, whoever, uh, believes you should. I was on the way I to wish winning. I wish that was true. Um, I do. Yeah. I wish that women were more easily influenced by conservative men it would straighten out their voting patterns, but that's not really what we're seeing here. Yeah, I heard, I heard Shapiro talking about this this week too. It, it, to her point, one, how weak do you think women really are? Like her whole point here is that women are so weak and submissive to their men that their men just tell them what to do and they do it. But two- Is that weakness though? I would no, argue that, that that's not even weakness. Yeah, th there's probably a case there. That there's if you don't some, know shit about politics some virtues and your that, husband is schooling you on this, and then you decide to, you know, align your vote with his. I think that that's that's a good thing. It's, you know? And the the way you phrased it makes a key distinction. There is a difference between receiving new information and making a choice accordingly versus your husband like cracking the whip on you to do yeah. it, bullying you to do it. But two, the reality is, and, and this is what Shapiro was talking about, men tend to vote more conservatively when they get married too. This is a phenomenon that you see a, 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 um, that exists within the institution of marriage. Married people. It's true that men tend to vote more conservatively than women, of course, but mm -hmm. married people tend to vote more conservatively than non-married people. Now, why is that? Is it because they have children and they want to protect the future of their children and because they have money and they want the government to stop taking their money and wasting it on well, stupid social programs? And, and the nuclear family is a self-governing structure. And that's yeah. why it's the enemy of all the Marxists exactly. in the world. They, they, it, it, the nuclear family is, is essentially the ultimate liberator. Yep. It really is. And, um, I don't, I don't want people forced into it if they don't feel like it's for them. But the reality is, you know, you want to be your own, your own, um, self-sufficient right, right, individual. Right. So she's going to tell me yeah. that being married and listening to my husband weakens me, that it makes me powerless, but single moms dependent on the state. They're so progressive. They're so oh, yeah. free. Oh yeah. And then she says, lastly, the only thing uh, that we can appreciate, I think, which is that she won't run again. But I don't even know if I believe her. Until <clears throat> former director of the FBI, Jim Comey, dropped that uh, very ill-advised yeah, yeah, letter yeah, FBI, on October the 28th. And my numbers just went down. You must have seen that U.S. Army That's poster. That's why, definitely. Uncle Sam needs you. If you get a call like that, will you stand up, go for Uncle Sam? Well, I'm going to do everything I can, but I don't know that I would. Um, you won't run again. No, I'm, I have no plans to do that. Okay. Uh, we got I'm spending a ton of time on this, so we'll have to hustle through it. But she, she, uh, she also goes to the Jahaz Mahal in Mandu with, uh, Huma Avenine. This is where she falls down the stairs or slips on the stairs. This is that scene. So this was almost our president. <laughs> this scene. Like a dumpy old lady that can't walk. A dumpy, yeah. spiteful, bitter old hag. Yeah. <laughs> okay is she blacked out drunk or does she have some disease she just loses both of her shoes at the end there and then some indian person comes over and picks them up and <laughs> i think she tossed them off intentionally i can't really yeah. tell she, no, she yeah. loses the first one she tosses the second oh one. is that how it went anyway this is my favorite meme of the week too i put it in the notes i think but the one that just says the middle step is winning the election and it's hillary avoiding <laughs> it at all costs basically <laughs> <Good. laughs> now um, that of course was not the, the full extent of her stumbles and fumbles and tumbles. Um, as we said at the top of the show, it's also being reported that she slipped 
in the bathtub at her five-star Indian resort and fractured her wrist. Uh, the details on that are uh, th- this according to DNA India, a report by DNA India. Hillary was taken to a hospital at 5 a.m. local time Wednesday. X-ray and CT scan confirmed hairline wrist fracture. She was given a plaster bandage and advised to get another checkup in three days. She's constantly hurting herself. Like, how did she expect to run the country? She couldn't even make it to half the campaign events. And what month was it? I think it was August that she was just MIA for well and then and it was the september 11th event that she had that weird like blackout seizure thing into the van yeah yet she doesn't she to me it seems that she genuinely doesn't believe that it was her own fault that she lost which is insane buying this story i mean is it is it implausible for me is it implausible to have some reasons why you think you were treated unfairly. I think everybody's entitled to that to some extent, but she never has any introspection. Any. Yeah. It is always everyone and no else's humility. Fault. It's painful. It, it's it's insane. Did you see um and the, the, to her point on media always attacking her over the emails or whatever. Did you see the Politifact and Snopes pieces that I yeah. put in here? Yeah. So I'll be quick with these, but PolitiFact Wisconsin rushing to defend her on these comments. In context, did Hillary Clinton call Wisconsin backwards? And the quote here, um, Clinton, the, the, uh, did she really call the Badger State backwards? Referring to this. And then they go on and they give her their full remarks. Here's her full remarks taken in context. And you can read through them as we just listen to them. And their point is, and it is true, that Hillary never said the statement, Wisconsin is backwards. But she said that states who voted for Trump agreed with his message of looking backwards. That's what she said. So to say that it is true in the strict sense to say Hillary Clinton called Wisconsin backwards is not true as a quote. But the spirit of it, the the meaning of it is true. I mean, people cannot be serious about about defending Hillary at this point. It's going to provide you with no political advantage anymore. I, I mean, we're just going to see people denouncing the Clintons left, right, and sideways, I think. Uh, what benefit you, would, it, would it have, would you have, if you were uh, in politics? Oh, for, I, there's no way I would associate with any Clinton yeah. at, at any cost. No, no way. Her comments and, were appalling, and I think this is worse than um, the basket of deplorables thing. Hmm. And these fact checkers have just been reduced to writing lengthy articles that say, that's not exactly <laughs> what <true>. the quote <laughs> says the quote's not exactly that they did it oh i gotta reload it snopes is the, so worthless now. yeah here's the snopes piece hillary clinton says women caved to men uh in voting against her fact check mostly false and this is actually That's a piece exactly what she said but this is a piece that was written with previous comments she said iterations of this many times and it's been updated to reflect this new piece updated march 13th added similar similar remarks clinton made in india in march 2018 but this is what snopes says um snopes rates the claim that hillary says women cave to men in voting against her is false saying and specifically to this event in India, saying, once again, Clinton did not actually say that women caved to pressure from men. And this time she specifically framed her remarks around married white women, not all women, as well she as offering white a, women. I don't think I've heard her say that before. Have I? I don't know. I think she does say that in the speech. She, when she's no, talking I've heard about, her say things about women in general, but I don't know that I've heard her say white women. Yeah. I mean, again, to, to even if that's true, even if this in this event she was speaking about married white women being pressured to vote for Trump and doing so and caving to that, then what you're saying, Snopes, is that this 
this headline would be true. This statement would be true. Hillary Clinton says married white women caved to voting to uh, to men and voting against her. So <laughs> again, it's just another example of her quote didn't say exactly, exactly that when it's like the meaning is 95% the same. Uh, they, they, they're obsessed with these technicalities. That doesn't make it mostly Stop false. Stop defending this wretched old woman. Yeah. Why does anybody do it anymore? It's not going to help you politically. Nobody's loyal to her anymore. Where's no, I'd get as far away as I possibly could. Yeah. Con Connor Lamb showed you the way, Democrats. You think they're going to actually do that, though? It would kill them inside a little bit I know. to put up somebody that was a centrist. <laughs> I know he's a white male, but he got it done, apparently. So take some notes. He'll, he'll show you the way you want to win. You want to win 2018 and 2020. Anyway, that was super long. So we'll probably have to move along, but uh, fun to watch, even though enraging too. People in the live chat are such, such dicks. Ever since I told them not to tell me how many people are watching, I, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> they did it right before the McCabe segment. I got all nervous. I nearly choked. There's a yeah. few people in the live chat. Don't tell me how many people are watching. But, you, you, but yet you're all courageous when you're talking about taking away the women's right to vote. I don't know. That puts a fire in me. For just don't make me talk about Andrew McCabe. I'll get nervous. No, I maybe it's because I just like it was the first topic or so. I have to ease my way into the show yeah. that we've done a hundred times. You need to get on the silver bullet train. You know, one silver bullet takes the edge off. Nope, nothing to take the edge off. I live in the in the real world now. Um, we should probably do some super chats. Who Indeed. Was the last one that I that I did. Putin ties to Russia. Um, Galandra Glade said, "Your guy, you guys, rock Firefly is awesome. Definitely worth watching." Okay. Oh, well, thanks. I guess I'll have to check it out. Um, first name said, I'm sorry, blonde, but until you watch deep space nine, you are no star Trek fan. Deep space nine is the red pill for the star Trek universe. Okay. I've seen a few episodes. I'm not, it's not like I know nothing of deep space nine. I just disagree with the premise that they're stationary in space because the enterprise was all about exploration. I think that's valid. I can't comment. I, uh, Tuway says, ah, blonde yeah. being wonderfully unrepentant, un unrepentant in the face of criticism for laughing at illegals getting arrested. It's why we love you. Thank you. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I'm glad that um, illegals get to see that video and see what's going to happen to them. Um, That's not right. Said Matt and I once made transgender love. We exchanged our gender fluids. If you know what I mean. Keep going. <laughs> so gross. Uh, Josh Hahn, some shekels because my wife finds intellectual consistency sexy. Thanks. Ooh, that. nice. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a faggot again. Um, Matt, put that piss water down and drink a real beer. Them's fighting words for Matt. Yeah, fight me. <laughs> That's all um, I can say. Fight me. Mithrin says Thank she's you. wearing the traditional dress or to go all CNN about it. Hillary engages in cultural appropriation, expresses imperialist sentiments while co-opting culture. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I see that headline anywhere? Um, Eric Ray, hilarity's two-thirds is based on corporate headquarters, not on production, since they're ignoring production, farming, oil, and mining. Yeah, uh, yeah. I figured it was probably skewed that way. When you think about it, like urban centers have got to be the center of like finance and I don't know, um, administrative stuff like you're talking about. Yeah. It's it's not the actual production end necessarily. It's not I, I just know. wish she would stop. Doesn't she want to, you know, retreat and spend time with her family and like lick her wounds until she dies? Yeah, go be a grandma. I know. She's got a very ugly grandchild to take care of. Um, Nancy Muncie said, can't we educate women instead of strip them of their vote? Um, educating women isn't helping at all. We're sending them to colleges and they're becoming rabid feminists when before they were probably fine on the road to marriage. I would argue that educating women 
is making things worse. Unless our unless academia turns it around and stops being such a dwelling for Marxist professors, there's really no point in anybody going to college, God, especially God, Gina. God damn it, Gina. I'm passionate I about this. Disagree with that. Do you really I, disagree with that? You want to um, you want women no. to have more education? Okay. I don't want anyone to be indoctrinated, and I can't argue that there's certainly a healthy level of indoctrination going on um in uh, in in academic settings. I I don't I'm not I don't want to phrase this. I don't think I'm ever going to bemoan people becoming more educated generally, women, men, anybody. Um but What if it makes them dumber and worse more useless? Th- well that's the trade-off. Yeah, I, I think the answer is to fix our academic institutions, but maybe your answer is that. fix them by removing the women. No, I mean, I think if you're a <laughs> woman and you have, ex- listen to what I'm saying, women, exceptional abilities. I'm not talking like, you're pretty smart. You're going to get a liberal arts degree. No, if you're going to be a surgeon, you're going into STEM, then go for it. More power to you. But almost every chick I know majored in some bullshit thing and then got some crappy marketing job after. It's a waste of their time. You get indoctrinated. I don't really see why this is going to help. Sorry, Nancy. <laughs> like, thanks for the super chat. I'm, I'm going to be so mean now. God. No, yeah. I'd, uh, yeah. What I would like to see is reform of the um, of the actual educational institutions as opposed to to putting people in boxes, I guess. But I don't know. That's not really – I don't know if that's what you're advocating. Um, I mean, I like to stereotype. Thank you for that, Nancy. Sorry. I didn't mean to be so mean. Uh, Leigh Schilling said, seriously, there's no explaining Hillary's total narcissism, but it is more than a Jimmy, a Jimmy Kimmel entertainment. By the way, Blonde, it's Leigh less with an S. Sorry. I see L-E-S. Ah. I say Leigh. Um, but I've been called worse by libtard friends. Well, they aren't your <laughs> friends then. Um, and last one for right now, I'll circle back for the remaining. Joseph Kulisic says, we need an amendment to prevent you from receiving any federal benefits or contracts if you voted in the last election. We can't have people voting themselves benefits. Um, that's a good point. I mean, that's one of the problems here. People always vote with their dollar. And if you're state dependent, then you're going to be um, an easily recruited voting block. Yeah. And there's, I don't know how common this is. I don't have knowledge of it, but it sounds like there's potential for a cycle of corruption. There, It's, it's the same reasoning People have um, in worry about public sector unions, for example. Mm-hmm. You're essentially voting in people who will give you a sweet deal, and then yeah. you're bargaining against the taxpayer in the meantime, and that's not necessarily fair. Right. So I haven't really thought about that too much, but that sounds like something we might ought to consider, at least the problem, consider how to solve that problem. Yep. Um, we'll catch the rest of these in a bit. And Sticks is in our live chat. Hello, Sticks. Oh, hey, Sticks. Yeah. It's probably uh, about time for Sticks's uh, quarterly appearance on our show. Yeah, we should, or what do we, we do it semi-annually? Yeah, well, we'll have to have him back. It has been a little bit. Yeah. I know last time he was on, he did the lipstick bit, and then everyone was coming yeah. back at me saying, why didn't you ask him a question about the lipstick? And I said, but that was the point. That he was just the point. was trolling you guys a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he also told me not to say anything about the lipstick, and I do what Stick <laughs> yeah. says. Okay, uh, so the, we had the national walkout this week. Oh, it's, as I said, it's wonderful. been a month since Parkland. Um, so... Wednesday, all the, all these kids and all these teachers, administrators, whomever wanted to, it's hard to characterize this event accurately because so many people are treating it as a different thing. The The commonality was people were going to walk out of school for 17 minutes, one minute for each victim. And the purposes were kind of varying. So some said it was to honor victims. Some made it explicitly political for gun control. Um, and that puts a lot of these school districts into a scramble. So what I want to focus on, what I want to highlight here is um, a lot of the political fallout. I I don't mean it to 
say that every district was doing this? Because this was a controversy at a ton of districts all across the country. Um, a lot of them were struggling with how to maintain political neutrality. A lot of them were trying to maintain a, an apolitical memorial event. Plenty of districts said, we're not going to do this thing. And if you leave class, you're going to be given an unexcused absence. So a lot of varying strategies. It's not as though every district in the country was some Marxist advocacy organization for 17 minutes on on wednesday um but it's not as though there weren't some that might have been and those are kind of interesting to to look at and of course political signs are always fun to look at too so i'm just trying to qualify this such that people don't think i'm giving the giving an unfair presentation of what's what actually happened on wednesday i just want to talk about what catches my eye or our eye as interesting potentially worrisome those sorts of things uh, several, um, I saw, I saw this one circling Twitter. The, the signs are always great. And one of the big events was, um, uh, on the national mall in DC or might've been on Capitol Hill, you know, right, right in that immediate area. But this, um, where's this stupid sign, this sign here, uh, at Donald Trump, if your place of work is a gun-free zone, then why isn't mine? It is. <laughs> Like every school is. Are these bitches serious? Are these well, so high that, but that, real? They, these that, girls look like they're thirty. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe that. I don't know. Ask um. We we could ask some people. Maybe they're actors. Maybe they're actors like Kids the rest these of them. days. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but yes, to your point, a lot of schools are gun-free zones. The White House, Capitol Hill, those are protected by guns. <laughs> what do you think protects them? Those are not gun-free zones. Like it's true that I can't bring a firearm in there. I presume I'm 99% sure that's the case, but there are armed guys who will screw me up immediately. Yeah. If I try anything funny at those places. Um, and a minor point here too. Didn't even get the Twitter handle, right? It's not at Donald Trump. It's at real Donald Trump. <laughs> come on, come on people. <laughs> Did you see this? Um, I got it linked in the in the notes here. This sign printing company. Mm-mm. Click that link. There's this pr- publisher called Bad Badlands. I don't know what kind of books they publish, but they're producing signs for the national school walkout and march for our lives. Look at these oh, signs. Just, I did see that NRA KKK sign around. Yeah, the picture of that one is down lower in the article. These three girls have NRA, KKK, USA, cowards love guns, and fuck you guns. (laughs) And you'll notice that these are kind of in the style of Westboro Baptist Church. God, God hates fags. You know, fags will die, fags go to hell, whatever their signs say. At first I thought, well, that's kind of an interesting coincidence, but it actually says that specifically in the article here. Hold on. Um... Let's see. Yeah. Beautiful and provocative. The new proverb signs are inspired in part by the posters of the infamous Westboro Baptist church. I guess they're trying to like reframe the way that color scheme is perceived. They don't like how it's been appropriated by the Westboro (laughs) Baptist church, but, but yeah, I mean the rest of these signs, uh, NRA takes lives. Trump kills teens. Ivanka kills teens. The fuck did Ivanka do? Ivanka is one of you. I know she's a total feminist. Yeah. These kids are dangerous because when you're 16, you feel like you know everything. And it's only until later that you realize, wow, I was 
super naive. I didn't know what I was talking about. So giving these these children power is a really bad idea. Also, I probably would have walked out when I was in high school just because I wanted to get out of class desperately. Yeah. How many of these kids did it just because they wanted to leave class for 20 minutes? Well, and it put a lot of kids in a tough spot and those, those and teachers too. And these are some of the stories I want to highlight because that's the difficulty of framing this in an ambiguous way. At one level, you're saying we're honoring the victims. And that's something that most people, the vast majority uh, are willing to get on board with. Uh, yeah. no, nobody's happy that this happened. Nobody wants to dishonor those victims. The NRA However, when you, it happened. Oh, right. Yeah. The NRA and all of us, of course. The child murderers. Yeah. But when you couple that memorialization effort with gun control policy advocacy, you put some of these kids who aren't on board with the latter in a tough spot because mm -hmm. if I don't go, I look like I'm insensitive to the victims. If I do go, I have to appear to support something I don't support. And that puts you in a really tough spot. So a lot of these kids yeah. have been put in tough spots. Same with this, this teacher in California. Um, so this, this history teacher, Julianne Benzel, she teaches at Rockland High School near Sacramento and hosted a classroom discussion after Wednesday about a potential double standard in the walkouts, whether, whether the schools would support or enable abortion protests, for example. And now the claim is that she has been put on administrative leave, paid leave while this is investigated. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's what she has to say. Let's find that story first. Uh, this teacher outside of, of Sacramento. Rockland High School teacher is on paid administrative leave tonight over her views about the national school walkout. The teacher says all she did was open up a debate about the politics of the protest in her classroom. Mrs. Benzel teaches history at Rockland High and tells me it was only appropriate to talk to her class about the politics of organized protests ahead of the school walkout. But she says the school disagreed with her views and told her to stay home this morning. I am... <laughs> A guest. Julianne Benzel says she never discouraged her students from participating in national school walkout, but she did question whether it's appropriate for a school to support a protest against gun violence if it's not willing to support all protests. It's the best example I thought of at the time. If a group of students um, nationwide or even locally decided I want to walk out of school for 17 minutes and go in the quad area and protest abortion. Would that be allowed by our administration? She says the administration you know, didn't talk to her about her lecture last week. But while thousands of students walked out of class Wednesday morning, Mrs. Benzel received this letter from her human resources department informing her she's being placed on paid administrative leave. I didn't get any backlash from my students. All my students totally understood that there cannot be a double standard. Including Nick Wade, who did not walk out. If we were to go to the school and say something like, I want to walk out for maybe abortion rights, then, you know, it, they probably wouldn't let us because that's more of a conservative push. A spokeswoman provided this statement, reading in part, a Rockland High School teacher has been placed on paid administrative leave due to several complaints from parents and students. For Bullshit. now, Mrs. Benzel hopes the national student walkout prompts a bigger conversation, not just about Second Amendment gun rights, but First Amendment free speech. But if you're going to allow students to get up and walk out of class without penalty, then you have got to be able to allow any group of student that wants to protest. Yeah. Now, Mrs. Benzel tells me she has retained legal counsel and plans to sit down with school administrators tomorrow morning. Jesus, if that's not a case for homeschooling, I don't know what is. <laughs> like, oh, you're you're not, you know, sufficiently indoctrinating the children. So we're going to place you on administrative leave and then say that a bunch of your students complain, which they probably didn't. I bet this is a Lindsay Shepard situation and nobody actually complained. 
could be. Yeah, it very, very well could be. That'd what be interesting to find out. And and so um, it's, so we'll see what happens. I, I want to qualify all of these two. A lot of these stories are giving us kind of one side of it. We did have a quote from the district there. I will say a lot of the stories I'm seeing here don't show much commentary from the district. So it's possible there's information that's missing in some of these cases. It's not a complete look. I just don't want to say for sure, you know, I'll try, try to be fair to the school districts, even though in that case, it's hard to imagine what happened that would justify them placing her on leave just for having this discussion. Like you, you invented the politics school district, or you invited the politics school district. Now you're mad at someone else for discussing the politics. Yeah. Yep. Mm. But you can rail on the Marine Corps and nothing's going to happen to you. I don't think that, that guy faced any uh, repercussions actually. Yeah. Well, we, I, I haven't followed I up on that story. I don't, I don't know. Let me know in the live chat. If you remember the story of the teacher, just, berating the Marines to his students of being filmed by one of the students. We talked about it probably two months ago. Something like that. Yeah. Early in the year, probably. Yeah. I don't think anything happened to him. I think he's still teaching there. There is this story of a, um, something similar sort of happening to a, a student in new Prague, Minnesota. This kid attended a, attended a similar walkout, but he had a sign that read guns. Don't kill people. People kill people. The allegation is the principal then escorted him off school property. Uh, and we do have a click, a quick clip of that. That's a, this is apparently what that looked like. It's very brief. Oh, you don't. Yeah, we do. Oh, the Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Court. 505 says you can So it's hard to tell exactly what's going on there, but the footage is consistent with him having a sign that says guns don't kill people. People kill people. And the principal comes by and says, not allowed here get it out of here. And he says, well, I'm going to go stand elsewhere then. Uh, yeah, this is who is teaching the kids in this country. <laughs> and then we're like, why are they so screwed up? And they don't know anything. What, what happened? And the last one I have is, uh, there's a Washington post story on uh, a kid in Ohio. Let's get that up here. There's a kid in Ohio who apparently he, he had put this claim on social media that he was suspended for staying in class during the walkouts. And the Washington Post has, I guess, somewhat of a debunk here and says, here's what actually happened. Now, it's true that he wasn't necessarily suspended for staying inside and not protesting, but it's kind of a halfway in between. So what happened here is um, he didn't go, you could go outside and protest, or you could go to a designated non-protest area in the school where these non-protesters were supposed to be instead, uh, you know, instead of going outside. He chose to stay in his class, and he says he didn't want to go to either of these places because he didn't want to choose a side. His dad says he was uncomfortable going to either location as he thought that going outside would most likely be politicizing a horrific event, which he wanted not, no part of. Uh, but staying inside would make him look disrespectful or insensitive to 17 innocent victims if it turned out to be more of a memorial service. So that's kind of the the catch 22 or the, the tough spot that he that I was describing at the the top or at the top of the segment here. And I can sympathize with a kid like that. I don't support this political advocacy, but I don't want to look insensitive to the victims. I'm here for school, so I'm going to stay in my classroom. And he yeah. has, in fact, been suspended for that. That's a legitimate position. You want to talk about boxing people in. They're like, okay, you're either going to actively disagree with this or you're going to actively agree with it. There's no choice yes, to abstain, which there yeah. clearly should be. There isn't voting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think all of this just speaks to 
Call me old school. Maybe schools ought to be places where we just go to learn rather than to be activists. You fascist. Maybe that would be better. And I'm not saying, look, if these kids want to organize on their own time and march throughout, I don't care. March downtown in your city for until the cops tell you to go home because it's past curfew or whatever. I, I support you entirely, even if you have a stupid uh, NRA KKK USA sign. Like, I'll laugh at pictures of you, but I 100% support you doing it. That's not what school is for, though. And yeah. I just don't see the benefit of these schools engaging in the politics at all. I, I really don't. If, if I ran a school, right, if, right. if, if I, ran, I ran a school, I'd be like, if you walk out for any reason, you're suspended. Yeah, it's, it's treated like any other unexcused absence. Exactly. Go ahead and do it in mass. If you go ahead, all of you, yeah. all of you, hundreds of I'll kids at a school. All or something. Of you. Yeah, you'll give them all an unexcused absence. Sure. I'm not going to. At Blonde's Fashy Academy. <laughs> yeah. That's where the women really learn. That's that's pumping out high quality. Can you imagine? I should women. start a school. I, I would have all sorts of well rounded, well adjusted kids in my class. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Girls okay. would wear dresses, boys would we're, wear nice uniforms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh we're running tight on time, so we'll we'll oh, keep gosh, it moving along. So we got um we got the bridge collapse to talk about. We got Katy Perry and then we got Surprise Cringe plus uh, super okay, chat. So okay. you wanna just I, I imagine we probably don't have to talk about this bridge for very long because I actually didn't have time to look into it too much. Um, so it was two companies. So I don't know how fair it is for us to be saying that this is a problem because of women. But underneath Which, the five brothers that owned one of the companies, MCM, it, it really was a lot of diversity hires, a lot of minorities, a lot of women. There's some social justice stuff on their website too. Do you have that? Uh, those snippets? I actually don't have the website up, but I got the Fox story on the two... Um, on the two i could look up the website if you have it handy i could put it on the screen um, it's actually okay so anyway uh in a lawsuit filed earlier this month mcm which is one of the companies responsible for this bridge they were accused of hiring quote incompetent inexperienced or unskilled and careless employees so they've been involved in, in a lot of lawsuits uh they've had 11 safety violations in the last five years so their plan to this is so fucking stupid i can't even get my mind around their plan to reduce the burden on workers that kept getting injured because they were careless and incompetent. They were like, to, to prevent this, we just have to build bridges faster. That's, that's how we can prevent people from getting injured. So that's what they did. It's this accelerating building process that they adopted, all these fucking idiot women, uh, to avoid all of these lawsuits for the construction workers uh, suing their asses off because they were getting hurt and things like that. It, why did they think that that was going to work? Just build it faster. It doesn't matter if it's built better, just faster. No liability for us. Um, and then, yeah, it, it collapsed. So the obvious outcome of this. Did you hear that somebody left a voicemail um, saying, somebody that was inspecting the bridge, saying that there were obvious cracks and it just never went? Like, Yeah, I, and I had heard it was like a, wasn't the, this a result of like cables being loose or something and they were in the process of tightening them or something like that? They were doing and, something to the bridge without... Um, blocking off underneath like they were doing some kind of adjustment something like that hmm. because of the accelerating building process hmm. and, and the, I've, I've seen some so yeah just to be clear it doesn't seem like there's any direct cause i think that the the statements of like it was the sjw feminist company that you know they they purposefully put unqualified women to do the cable tightening it doesn't seem like it's quite that direct but there's maybe some interesting things about this company to, right to think and about. i did see the poll they tweeted something like um 
built with Chinese steel, hired illegal immigrants, and women were responsible for the company. Like, this is the future. That you're hired illegal immigrants? They get busted for that? That's just what Paul said. I didn't look into that. Um, uh. But it's true. I mean, we're going to see these kinds of things, especially in infrastructure, if the companies are hiring people based on diversity and not, and it's, it's not a meritocracy. I sure. Mean, we will see stuff like this. It's, it's a worse pool of employees when you do that. Yeah. I've, I've seen some interesting commentary, too, people talking about this in contrast to, say, Parkland. Um, both tragedies, both loss of life that is awful and we'd like to minimize, uh, both at academic environments. This is at Florida International University. Um, you want to talk about preventability. This is, this is highly preventable. Yeah, hire but male we, en- engineers. That, that would basically solve this problem. <laughs> if we, let's say we had a shooting. How many people died in this? Six? Was it six dead and like uh, 10 hurt or I something? I think Six or eight? I can't remember. Let me know live, Chad. Let's put it this way. And it's not that people are ignoring this news. I'm not accusing any network of ignoring this news. I've seen tons of coverage of it. I didn't see any coverage on who was responsible and and their hiring practices. Yeah, not much on that. But I did see some coverage of the company. When I watched, I I saw on the Today Show, they were trying to call the company that the company wasn't responding. But let's say that that six were killed, 10 hurt in a shooting at Florida International University. This would definitely be... Uh, there would there would be more coverage, and we'd be talking about these policy fixes to make sure it never happens again in terms of gun control. Um, but there is a such thing as bridge construction control, yeah. <laughs> and that actually would that actually would have done something here if you had you know if you hadn't had this gigantic uh, this gigantic failure in process. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. There, I, I did put this in the notes. At one point, a subcontractor walked off a job site and won a hundred forty-three thousand dollars judgment against MCM after citing safety issues with a bridge project on Red Road in the Miami area. So this has happened with with other bridge projects. So do we have why why did Florida International University even hire them if they're this problem company? Do we have any insight on that? I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody knows somebody or something like that. Isn't this is it a Miami company? Is that what you said? Um, that uh, that was just the bridge. I'm not sure if it's a Miami company. Is it a Florida company? Like I'm just guessing. Maybe there's some. Let's see. I don't know. We we hired hired them to do the construction because we oh, know it a is guy. A Florida company. Yeah, yeah. As opposed they both to. Were. Yeah, ever yeah. by two Florida companies. Yeah, and I guess bridge. that's not unusual. I mean, I'm sure lots of construction is done by in-state companies, but. That's probably, I mean, that probably narrows it down though. Yeah. It just, it seems weird that if this was a company that had obvious problems with faulty processes, right. uh, it might not be the best to hire, to hire to build your bridge on campus. I mean, it only took six or eight hours to build it, like a day or two of work. And they, they shouldn't have been doing anything related to construction without blocking off the area. That blows my mind. I'm surprised that, that, yeah, I'm surprised that's, well, I guess. I guess I've seen crews working on stoplights and stuff where like you're allowed to go through and that's not, that's not blocked off. But I mean, stoplights are different than bridges, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we have a construction constituency in our audience who can tell us about, I guess I'm just surprised that's not regulated to your point. It's gotta be regulated to some degree, but I mean, clearly failure happened at some step in, in this process. Yeah. But I haven't seen, have you seen any allegations of, um, like uh, like criminal conduct in this or violation of law in, in the way that they handled their mm-hmm. construction work? Not to say that there isn't, but yeah. um, I haven't really seen anything. It looks like these were just civil suits, you know. Hmm. Well, you heard it here. It never would have happened if they wouldn't have hired them <laughs> damn women to build that bridge. Well, I don't know because I don't know very much about the other company. <laughs> this, is just, this is just one of the two companies working yeah. on it. But, but, but I 
hypothesize that probably has something to do with it. Hey, speaking of hating, uh, hating women, nice. I, I, I can hate one woman at, at least, which is one women. one women. I'm at that point in the show. I can hate <laughs> one woman at least, which is Katy Perry. Oh, should we jump so into funny. Katy Perry or should we take a quick break? Before? No, we'll do, let's just do, um, we could super do super chat, chat now and then do these two and then close, or let's, we could just, let's do super chat at the end. One big, at the, one big super chat at the end. Got it. So, uh, 2017, 2018 has been the Me Too moment. You know, everything and anything under the sun, any physical contact between two people, any verbal contact between two people. Right now, this is sexual assault and harassment between you and I, certainly between us and the Super Chat. Me Too's all around. Everyone's been abused by everyone, such that the term abuse no longer means anything. And that is the context in which Katy Perry... uh, (laughs) interacted with this young 19-year-old Benjamin Glaze oh, from God. Oklahoma. I, I thought American so Idol was... I don't want to watch this. I thought American Idol was dead, but it just went to ABC and got new hosts. So it's Katy Perry. What's that other? Is it Lionel Richie? Is that that guy? I don't know. And then there's some like country guy who I don't know his name. Whatever. Uh, the most infuriating thing about her, I know this sounds petty, but it's her hair. It's her Dude, hair. I wanted to talk about it at the end, but it's like... Like, she's still got a nice pair. She's in her mid-30s. She hasn't hit the wall yet. It's like, why would you cut your hair like that? Why? Katy Perry is a hot chick or formerly hot chick. And yeah. it, this is... And her this face is what and t- body still look good. But I'm like, I can't get on the Katy Perry train. One, because you're so stupid. And then maybe she's got that dikey haircut. She looks Terminal like Terminal feminism, man. Yeah. And again, when we watch the clip here, note how Katy Perry and this Benjamin Glaze kind of look like each other. Because he's just a young man who's, you know, he's not fully grown into himself yet. He's kind of... You know, he's he's kind of smallish in stature or just kind of thin and he sort of looks like Katy Perry. And I apologize for the way the video is structured because much like CBS, apparently ABC protects the copyright on their American Idol with an iron fist. Yeah. So I really had to uh, mess with this footage to get it to play. But this is this is the encounter on uh, this week's episode of American Idol. Have you kissed a girl and liked it? No, I've never been in a relationship. Really? I, I can't kiss a girl without being in a relationship. Come here, buddy. Come, yeah, come no, here. No, wait, hold no, on. Come here. Come on, come on. Come here right now. Is, you, you can't Come here right come now. On, come, come, here. come here. What, on the cheek? You didn't even make the smush sound. Right, right, okay, okay. Let me start over. Let me start over. Okay. So if you're listening to this and not watching, she presented like she wanted him to kiss her on the cheek. And then she sneakily got a kiss on the mouth from Benjamin Clay. I mean, I know she was trying to be cute and everything. We'll talk about it after. Yeah. And so then he auditions and it, it doesn't go quite that well for him. But I found some of their commentary on his audition to be um, bothersome. It annoyed me what they had to say. Not that I think I mean, his singing probably does need a little bit of work, but well, let's just listen and then I'll say what I have to say. Well, that's that's a first. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Might have been the kiss of death. Um, do you have any any water by chance? Why? What happened? You get nervous? He's still trying to recover from the kiss. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, I kind of wasn't expecting Can that. Can we get Benjamin Here, some water? Give him some water. Are you going to be okay, Benjamin? <laughs> you all right? Because, I mean, uh, I, that was a, little... a major deal. <laughs> Your first kiss was Katie Perry. This Pear. is so cringy. I can't That's... hide me. Whoa. That's going up on the... We're not even to the surprise cringe oh, yet. Just calm down. Fridge. So <laughs> well, I know we could get higher. 
levels to your love Yeah, these levels to your love And I know we could get higher There's levels to your love And I keep on climbing up I just think you need to hone your craft a right. little more You know, next time, just take a little bit more time I think you were a bit rushed And maybe that okay. was because I sped up your BPM of the well, heartbeat Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At 19 years old, I promise you You come back here about 21 and do me a favor. Kiss a couple of Try kiss. Ah, I was going to say kiss a couple, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just so fucking cringy. Am I, I actually think the most annoying thing is that she put him in that spot, which is, speak a little bit about the, the ethics and the morality here, but Katie, you put him in that spot yeah. of being nervous and unprepared, and then you say, next time, why don't you try being a little more prepared yeah, and relax a, a little more? You're, you're the one who did that. And irrespective <laughs> of his personal, whether or not you think his decision to not kiss before he's married is stupid, that's irrelevant. Like, she clearly thinks that, like, that's a stupid position to have so she can do whatever she wants. But I will say, if the shoe was on the other foot, this Me Too, people would be shitting a brick if this happened to a, a, a man. Or he, he had he had some commentary to the New York Times afterward. He said, I was a tad bit uncomfortable. I wanted to save it for my first relationship. I wanted it to be special. That's would I have done it if she said, would you kiss me? No, I would have said no. Uh, I, I know a lot of guys would be like, heck yeah. But for me, I was <laughs> raised in a conservative family and I was uncomfortable immediately. I wanted my first kiss to be special. And the point is, that is entirely his Aww. domain. That's entirely his yeah. decision to make, whether you agree with it or not. Now, to your point, is it immoral to, to touch someone against his or her consent? Yes, it is. Um, and I do think it would be different if the dynamics were flipped. However, I also do think there's a difference between men and women. So I, I don't want to pretend that it's the exact same thing anyway. But the, the Katy Perry's of the world are the people who are trying to tell us there is no difference between men and women. Right. They're functionally the same. So I'm not saying it's okay regardless. I'm just saying the idea that it's male sexuality and female sexuality are different things. So I don't want to equate them entirely. But, but they but do. But in this That's, situation, yeah. I think that, you know, it, it's a comparable situation if the opposite would have happened. And he voiced that he was a Christian conservative before she did this, but she just decided that's a stupid position to have. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I also was uh, hugely annoyed with their advice, which is like, oh, Benjamin, what? why don't you kiss some more girls and get back with us? How about Benjamin decides if I he know. wants to kiss some more girls or not? He seems like a nice kid. Like, what's going on here? You you judge him on his singing. And look, if you if you don't think his singing was good enough, that's fine. That's why you're there. But I was really... really because his clothes were too revealing. He was just showing <laughs> too much skin. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, d I, don't, I don't know what Katy Perry herself has said about Me Too. I didn't have time to look into that. I don't know if she is a direct hypocrite on this or not. But, um, but it's certainly revealing of a double standard. I think to some degree there's a justified double standard between men and women, but well, there's no question. Well, her ego too. She just thinks that because she's famous and has big tits that everybody wants to make out with her. Right, that every guy would be stoked would to- Would be stoked to do yeah. this. It's like, no, you know, he's just a nice Christian kid that wanted to only kiss his wife. We're not going to let him do that. Come on, people. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that that's going to be, it's, you know, it's not, I'm sure he'll recover. I'm sure Benjamin will recover, but that is the point. It's Benjamin's life. And I'm sure Benjamin wanted to say, yeah. listen, wife of mine, you're my one and only not. Well, I also we're going to be, Perry. but then Katy Perry 
jumped on me. You know, everybody's got yeah. their story of their first kiss. And Katie should and know too, somebody pointed this out in the live chat just a second ago, and I forgot about this. Katie Perry grew up in a strict uh, Christian, evangelical Christian household. She was a Christian singer before she was a pop singer. Hmm. So like of all the people, she should be able to identify, you know, like, like he doesn't want to do this. Um, I should respect that. I came from the same place. But she just dismisses him. Could you imagine, I mean, just just think about that. I, I, for me, it's, I can't imagine it because... I mean, it's it's wrong, period. But for me to make an advance on some chick like that would be entirely unacceptable for good reason. People would be pissed off at me for doing that. Could you? But you're you're a female like Katy Perry. Let's say you were in a similar situation. Let's say like a listener to this show was hanging out with us or something, and you found out that he had never kissed a chick. Would you? Could you imagine doing? Could you imagine no. forcing yourself? No. upon a young guy like that isn't it's just weird not. it just seems weird it's really it's really rude it's really rude and dismissive of his ideology so i don't know obviously we don't treat christians with respect in this country she should though she should understand she grew up I in just that can't, kind of family too yeah the mindset is crazy like well it's okay because i'm katie perry and every dude wants to bang me or whatever <laughs> eh, i don't know do they though I mean, look, go back to um, California Girls, Katy Perry, or whatever it was before. I'm in. Yeah. But uh, but this Katy Perry, uh, you know, I, I need a few more months of desperation before I'll entertain that prospect, Miss Perry. Oh, um, God. God, it's... I hate, to, I hate to be so aesthetic, aesthetically superficial or so she's or stealing shallow. kisses from virgin christian boys and then kicking a bunch of nuns out of their house so that she could she can live there have you heard about that <laughs> i have not but it's just such a bad look for it's like so she's been um in negotiation i mean i guess she sued them there are all these nuns living at this convent in los Feliz, and katie hmm. perry bought it but they were like we're nuns we're not moving and so they've been in this ah. legal battle for like several years and now all the nuns have to go so she can move into this giant convent oh in los angeles Maybe she can give them forceful kisses on their way out. Oh, yeah. Did you see the way she went too? Like, I think she said, I think it might have been the kiss of death and like fist bumped him. It was almost, <laughs> it was almost like a frat bro or something like that. Yeah. Don't I mean, she has that mentality of like, well, I'm a big, cool person in charge here so I can do whatever I want. She, she has the mentality of like that pervert boss that people are trying to fight against in the Me Too movement. Yeah. Strange. Someone just said, why is this a thing to be talked about? This guy is a cuck. He can't handle being kissed. I think that's irrelevant. If he, the, the important thing is that we respect somebody's wishes for how they want to conduct their own sexuality. I don't yeah. care really that he's a virgin. Whether or not I think that's stupid is irrelevant. We should respect that that's what he wants to do. Do I? Yeah, that's the point. Do I think that he's at home crying? And do I think that he's going to suffer hugely for this? Of course not. It's just... If the standard, but after I have to hear about consent and what that means from every fucking feminist, to see something like this, the obvious hypocrisy just infuriates me. Yeah. I don't think he's like deeply wounded and he's never going to recover, but you know, what a bitch. Yeah. This, if the standard is that consent is required for all of these sorts of things, which for kissing, I certainly think. I, How many Me Too tweets started with forceful kissing? I saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to call forceful kissing sexual harassment by the standard that feminists have made this this definition, then it applies to the situation as well. Yeah. All right. That that was the second most cringy thing. And I've got a surprise oh, for God, you. Oh, God, I forgot you about this. All right, fine. This is the last last part before we'll get to Super Chat to close. But um, 
Well, there's never any introduction to Surprise Cringe. We just go into it. Here we go. It's very wonderful to be a black femme um, whipping a white man. My name is Mistress Velvet. I've been a dominatrix for four years and a goddess my whole life. The core of my domination style is that I force slaves to read black feminist theory. My oh very my first slave <laughs> I had ended up being like, you are such a nice, kind, and smart person, but you will never be a dom. And that like really upset me. I was like, no, I don't want any white man telling me that there's something I can't do. And so it kind of pushed me to like do a lot of research around BDSM and kind of cultivate myself as a dom and what that meant for me. It kind of pushed them to engage in BDSM outside of like what you think of it as just being beaten by some cruel woman. Thank you, mistress. And so that's kind of a lot of where the like readings Is she come smacking in. this guy with a whip read... and doing an interview at the same time? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this last paragraph of this um, essay that I got yesterday. I am very aware of the real capacity and potential of black women, not only physical, but intellectual and emotional. It is my obligation to pass this knowledge to as many people as possible, making oh, the word of Mistress Velvet a fact and rule among Latin males too. <laughs> what Mistress uh, helped me see <laughs> with the uh, black feminist theory and readings was how much deeper um every you know speaking of nice pairs i think this guy has, has a nice, moves. nice pair too speaking of katie perry and the rest yeah everything goes and how much deeper uh and how much more i owe being a white man and benefiting from this system of privilege and oppression i definitely fetishized uh mistress at first I've done a lot of work to really try to unpack that and unlearn um, the fetishization. I remember one time I went to a play party and this I opened the door and this white person says, hey, you want to be my slave? And I'm just like immediately blown away about like the, the depth of that word and their inability to like recognize like how like the weight of saying that to a black person. I don't want to undermine but the... I'm blown away by your inability to recognize context. Like that makes perfect sense in the context you voluntarily entered. Yeah, and you do it for other people. Yes, but it only matters oh, because- Oh, this is on BuzzFeed? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Just a little bit left. The fact that black people in the US and in Africa are owed a significant amount of reparations, but I find myself <laughs> yeah. trying to get some of that with my clients. The uh, Velvet Underground song, uh, Venus and Furs, uh, there's a line, that says, strike dear mistress and cure his heart. Mistress has cured my heart. Oh, Aww. God. That was the worst surprise cringe. That was. No, that's not worse than, that than was terrible. Lactatia. And, okay, and... I forgot about Lactatia. Yeah. Lactatia will always be um, worse. What? That was sent to me by a listener at Dangerous Spaces. So thank you for that. A true that's cock his... right there. Not Dangerous Spaces. <laughs> this this yeah. slave dude. The slave man. The slave man with the nice pair. The. So this is Miss Velvet, who describes herself as Chicago's premier African dom and goddess. Services, I looked at her website, services offered include night flirt on Skype. I thought maybe I should sign up and have her Skype into the show, but she has a strict no recording policy, I think. Uh, can't, get a, can't get a night flirt live, uh, unfortunately. Uh, dinner dates you can get, dungeon sessions, double dom play, and home servitude she also teaches workshops on proper dominator dominatrix practices um interestingly on the website 
I, I searched through it. Nowhere do I see it revealed that she will make you read black feminist theory. Are there prices on there? I think there might be. Yeah. I mean, how much is this going to run you? I, I don't know. I can't recall. I was just looking at. I what mean, she are offers. people giving significant portions portions of their paycheck to be beaten by a black feminist? Is that what's and, happening? And lectured in literary terms. To yeah. Literally be lectured. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like, is it supposed to be a surprise? I, I might surprise you to learn that I am not keen on what's normal in the BDSM community. <laughs> I know, shocking. But is that, if you were to sign up for something like this, would the Dom torture you or whatever it is they do, abuse you or whatever it is they do in surprise ways? Or do you know the terms by which they're going to dominate you. This is an actual question I've known. Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering, like, does she, does she tell people about the feminist theory beforehand, or is that, like, you're supposed to go into this domination experience wondering how she's going to dominate you, and her answer is, I've got a book of black feminist theory. No, what have I, no, what have please I done? please stomp on my balls instead, please. I've done the whips, I've done the electric shocking, just not black <laughs> feminist theory. Damn it, why'd you make me watch that? You want to take a guess on the um the like to dislike ratio over at BuzzFeed News? Well, how many views? And then I'll guess. Not very many, only like twenty thousand last I looked. Uh I'm gonna say uh two thousand down, a thousand up. Oh, it's actually much worse. It's really? much worse. Five hundred up, thirty seven hundred down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is totally degenerate. Okay, yeah, great. did you catch the part too where she says, "Oh, black people are owed so much in reparations, but I'm doing my part to fix that." Basically, no, no, she you're, said you're she like wants to to act it out in her role playing. That's what she. Oh, said. is that what she meant? Because yeah. I was thinking, th- this is not reparations. This is you providing a service and being and being compensated for it. That's not reparations at all. But maybe I misunderstood her. Well, voluntary transactions. This is where I I di- divert from libert- libertarian viewpoints. <laughs> maybe I'm like, huh really should all transactions be voluntary like maybe we should just shut this shit down shut it down presumably um, this is all legal because they're not having sex right yeah yeah it's all legal her website has a bunch of terms you have to agree to, to before signing up for the services whatever um, i mean these self-hating white men can do it this is where you run into okay so this is where you run into that interesting debate obviously the principle being two consenting adults should be able to do whatever it is they want provided they're not harming anybody else in the process yeah. your question would be bumping my table here what is the degree to which you're harming others or society or society i mean that's a (laughs) real that's the real question i used to be a libertarian and then i'm like if we uh just let people do whatever they want at some point it starts to affect society on the whole so i don't really have this attitude anymore like oh people can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't affect me I feel like I have to concede at some level that if we cultivate a culture whereby that is the norm and say the nuclear monogamous family is the um is the exception mm-hmm. I have worry about how well society will function at that point. How about that? Yeah, I mean it won't function at that point. And and we are barreling towards a society that does not function. Well, that's why the answer that I'm trying to maintain is legal liberty cultural shame <laughs> so we're doing our part to shame it culturally okay on this show yeah and hopefully we don't have to get legal intervention anytime soon we can't do I, anything about people's personal sexual behavior that would be a disaster yeah i really don't want to regulate that, that. like yeah. to be i'm speaking tongue-in-cheek I, I have no desire to regulate that i have every desire in the world to say that's fucking dumb that's, <laughs> and gross yeah, gross me out 
you guys are fucking weird. That's that's what I want. And I hope most people agree with that. I hope they agree with that. Speaking of um, that soundbite, we should probably just uh, close out with Super Chat then. That's all I got yeah. to say on this anyway. Okay, who was the last one? Uh, educating women. Why does this always take me forever? Okay. Because uh, you're bad at your job? Because you really am. He's tasked me with one thing on the show, and I'm like, <laughs> how do I read Super Chat again? Uh, Thomas King says, teacher friend of mine tried to tell me that the walkout wasn't anti-gun. How? How? I mean, it depends. I've seen some cases where, at least in design, it was supposed to be a memorial that was apolitical. There are, but it depends on the district, I guess. You'd have to see the mm. what's going on at that school. I've certainly seen these examples where it was overtly political, you know? Uh, thank you, Thomas. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, who yeah. white pride, who world, who white. Thank you, Gabriel. <laughs> the first time he's ever sent us a super chat that did not include the word faggot. Yeah. Maybe he's branching out. Aiden Christie, love the show. How does Hillary or any Democrat think they will get anywhere by insulting the backbone of the nation? You guys hear about the UK banning Southern, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we spoke about, the- um, well, we, I guess we didn't talk about Lauren that much last we week. We didn't, we, no, because the Lauren thing hadn't happened. Yeah. It happened the day right. after, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lauren Southern, they're, they're going to sue the UK now. I saw her post the video. Have you watched it? I haven't watched yeah, it yet. She was so banned you- under Schedule 7 for terrorism. Huh. So, well, the official reason was racism because uh, she handed out those flyers that said Allah was gay. Yeah, how's that racist? Yeah, I know. Everybody's bad. That's, by just, it. that's but, just good um, old-fashioned family comedy. One thing I will say about this, though, is, uh, you know, we should have been more attentive when people like Richard Spencer and Rouge Fee got banned from the UK. Um, now that people that are more moderate are getting banned, now everybody's freaking out. But, you know, the worst of this had happened before. And we should have looked at that and been like, oh, the, the next thing that's going to happen is people with more moderate opinions are going to start getting banned. But instead, we were just to... like, oh, Richard and Roosh got uh, kicked out of the UK. That's so funny. I'm going to try actively to get banned. Somebody get me in <laughs> touch Skag with was um... like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Dude, it's it's cool, man. It's like getting hit pieces written about you. I don't get hit pieces. Yeah. I don't get, well, I have to travel to other countries to get banned. But, but it's weak. It's, you know. it's really sad, too. It's scary. It's, it's sad and scary. Like, Lauren was talking to these uh, cops and I'm sure she was, I think she mentioned this, that she was saying stuff like, um, you know, this is your country. You've seen these changes that I speak about happening in your country. How can you as an individual be okay with doing this? And they were all, oh, we're worried, worried about losing our jobs, worried about losing our jobs. It's like it's like a country filled with pussies because all the people that had a spine is, came to America. Is there actual footage of that exchange? I'd love to no, watch that. No, 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 oh. of course not. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It, it is an interesting question. That's, Her father did record the conversation that they had when they called him to tell him that she had been detained. Okay. And I've listened to that too. And it's it, they're they're like, well, she's being held under Schedule 7, but we know she's not a terrorist. It's like, why are you holding her then? Hmm. This is going to be interesting to see. So how, how is it possible that they can sue though? I don't understand how they have any they right to sue. They made a video about it. It's on Lawrence Heather's channel. I'll have to check it out. To me, that seems like as silly as I think this, these decisions are, at the end of the day, the UK has got their sovereign right to say, no, thanks. Get the hell out. And, and I, do, I don't see a way around that, at least as a I, philosophical yeah, but matter. It's like they can't enforce borders until they want to, you know, take out these hot, young, white conservatives. Cool. They're the real threat because people will listen to them. Yeah, Brittany well, and Martin I'll... are the most adorable couple I've ever seen. They're so good looking when, when they speak and they speak with such confidence. You know, people listen. People are like, wow, this nice young couple is, is, is you know, speaking truth dangerous band. it's dangerous yeah yeah 
Um, right. Let's see. That was Aiden Christy. Thank you for that. Um, Big Red Doggy says, hey, Blonde, have you heard about the Femmes trying to change STEM to STEAM? They're trying to add arts <laughs> to it. Is that real? What? That defeats the purpose of STEM. Is that a joke, Big Red Doggy? Let me know if you're still listening <laughs> or in the live chat. I, I hope I'll, that's I'll not Google true. This. Uh, Gabriel change Lopez again. I like how Stix behaves in the chat as a regular shit poster like everyone else. He's a man Good. of people. <laughs> Good, yeah. He really is. I uh, was watching Stix talk more about Jared Holt today because, uh, of course, that Andy Warski hit piece came out. Yeah, um, totally ridiculous. And but Stix, Stix um, always does behave like that. I remember the first time we had him on, th the interview went really badly, and part of it was because I was so nervous. I was so nervous to talk to him. Um, but he really is like every dude in our... Yeah, I, I would like to talk to him about the the lawsuit stuff. Cause this is really interesting. I was watching sticks video or he basically is advocating for Andy Worski to, to sue he right. Should. wing watch and, yeah. and it seems to me a clear cut case of, of defamation, libel, whatever it's mischaracterizing something that happened for the purpose of damaging right, right. a person. And it's I a demonstrable lie at Andy Worski because I will do anything to take down this little pissant Jared Holt. <laughs> it is fucking bag. It's an interesting puzzle. It's just an interesting free speech puzzle. I'm not saying that what Jared Holt is doing, ought to be protected from those sorts of lawsuits because it seems to me like it fits the criteria of those those sorts of lawsuits. And I don't think you necessarily have a constitutional but right, right to watches lie, a, yeah, lie about people in a way that damages them. Uh, but this, this, all this stuff is, it's right up on that line. And, um, and I certainly understand the, the, the enthusiasm he has for this. And I think he's probably mostly right. It's just, it's this, these sort of topics give me pause and really make me think and, and wonder uh, how far do I want to go with with punishing my enemies here, Jared Holt? How bad do I want him to get stuck? Yeah, I mean, you I would want to go really far. I, it's I, clear he has a willful disregard for truth. Truth, to yeah. Damage people. Yeah. He slandered Romy Millennial. Yeah, and this this Worski thing is worse. I mean, it's one yeah. thing to say that somebody is a, a you know they're white nationalist sympathizer. That's not but good. But saying that somebody but, has admitted to sexual assault, you guys tried this shit yeah. on Trump. It didn't work. It's not going to work on anybody yeah. else either. I mean, that you're accusing someone of criminal behavior where they have never been charged nor convicted. Right. Um, I mean, and by the way, what they did was entirely consensual, and it continued on for some time. They after. dated for like four months after that. Yeah. Like good, good grief. Um, update on Big Red Doggy's. Uh, he said post. it's true. St STEM versus STEAM. Do the arts belong? Education week teacher. I mean, this. Yeah, this is a thing. There's even a website, stem to steam.org. Oh my god, women oh, are going to destroy oh the, my god. the remaining male-dominated academic environment. It's even worse. You know what's on the front page of this? Let me see if I can share it while you keep going. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, this is terrible. Hold on. Keep going with a super chat, and I'll cue this up. Um, Kaya Way says, I'm a college girl who appreciates my right to vote, but honestly, as I listen to the utter nonsense my classmates spew, all I can think of is I'm willing to give up my vote if it means you all can't. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> how I feel. That's a student See, at Fuhrer Academy When I right talk there. about the 19th, pe people are always shocked and they're like, but you wouldn't give up your right to vote. I'm like, I have a conservative fiance who would always vote in the same direction that I will. Of course I'll give it up. I would be happy to give it up. Imagine this, stemtosteam.org. To, stem to what's what's right on the homepage of this? Diverse women learning. I can't believe this. Oh this my is, God. This is just, this is Blonde's help. <laughs> well, if that ends up working out, then we're going to have a lot more collapsed bridges. <laughs> For sure. All right. HKB. One, one <laughs> joke you. per episode. 
Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. HKDV says, sorry, guys. Geez, have to ask this. What brand of makeup does Styx wear? I have no idea. You'd have Styx. to ask Styx. Styx Did seems like maybe he's a Maybelline man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's born with it. I don't know. <laughs> I've not seen him wear the lipstick since being on this show. Uh, yeah, actually, neither have I. Um, yeah. Jordan Zero said, we need to not allow friends to become Marxist. Had a female friend catching that white guilt. Made sure to get her some Thomas Sowell books. Can't let our future moms believe shit. Ruins generations. Yeah, huh. but women are so willful with this independence shit. And like, oh, I can't listen to the to the opinion of any man or it just means that I'm reinforcing patriarchy. Those women are lost. What can you even do about that? Especially if they're childless. Start, mm, yeah. Like a, a, well, they, then they a get blonde disease. A 40-year-old feminist, I know. A 40-year-old yeah. feminist is with no children is totally entrenched. She has no reason to change course. Normally, it's when you have kids and when you get married, you just become more conservative. But that woman, I mean, she's she's done. She's reached apex female liberation. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. We all know what that means. Um, yeah. She's never going to be bullied into voting a certain way ever. It's it's Hillary's utopia. Yeah, but she'll always vote you know, for Democrats because they provide her with, with funds because she's a single mom. Yeah, it um, sounds like the happiest life possible. Oh, God. Mountaineer says, Brandy with an I. Doesn't know what she's missing. Matt and I once made love during a very passionate debate about feminism. I thought I had finished him off, but then he unleashed his third wave, if you know what I mean. No! Nice <laughs> Thank you. Keep going. Mithrin said, according to the Daily Wire interview with the teacher, two students and one parent complained about the lecture. She got a lot more support. Ah, so people actually did complain. I don't know if that really makes a difference for me. Wait, wait, one more time. It's confirmed that two students did complain. Is yes, that... and one parent. Okay, yes. interesting. I mean, to me, I don't know that. To me, the proper answer would be complain to the school about how they're politicizing the learning environment. I wouldn't right. be complaining about that teacher in particular. How it's politicized in the wrong direction. That means they're and, a bunch of leftist parents. And I don't think that teacher was saying, hey, by the way, we're going to, I'm going to make you pro-life. She was just saying, consider some other positions right. that I don't think would be treated the same way. You can't consider other positions in an academic yeah. environment. Of course. Um. Hassan it's only Chop. the foundational purpose for an academic environment, but silly me. Yeah. Hassan Chop says, here's some tribute to your 2018 tax masters. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Thank you. You know, we, we're, in, we're in good hands. And that's one of the things I appreciate about doing this show so much. And uh, obviously it's fun to interact with everybody and it's fun to have a kind of a community. But on topics where we genuinely need help like this, people really step yeah. up. And that's, I got to say, it's a huge thank you to tax professionals who emailed us this week. That's really awesome. I wish, I honestly wish I could work with all of them. We just went with, um, you know, early bird gets the worm guy who was the first yeah. to say something. To I got me. some and emails that's... too, some really, really helpful emails about how I, fi I had filed improperly, um, which I think I might have. Hmm. I don't know. Well, whatever you did, you got a sweeter deal than I did. <laughs> well, I could write off a lot more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. I reported a lot for my trip to Europe. So yeah. Um, Travis G, Matt, what are your thoughts on the acquisition of one Kirk Cousins? Oh, well, uh, are you aware? I think we talked about this on Wednesday. This is this football talk. The Vikings, oh, then I immediately tuned The up. Vikings just signed a new free agent quarterback who is now, as of now, but won't be for long. It's the richest, uh, it's the richest deal in NFL history. Or well, maybe not total deal, but How he's the highest money? paid on an annual basis. He got $84 million guaranteed on a three-year deal. Oh my God, that is obscene. Yeah. Um, Kirk was the best quarterback available. I worry about the I worry about the deal because I think it's going to require losing some good players down the road. But hey, the gang's all here for this season. I think the Vikings will be good again this year, and uh, I'm all in. I'm excited. I, I agree with that. It's good. 
You better. Wow. Christopher Hat says, blonde, I would 100% send my daughter, daughter to your school. She's getting to school age, and I've been looking at all the local schools here in Lakewood, Washington, and they're all terrible. Oh, man. I wish I even had a suggestion for you, but um, like, don't send her to the Northwest school. Those kids are fucking weird. I think it's everything's pretty bad in Seattle. Um, thank you for that, Christopher. Thank you. Uh, Jacob Slav, uh, no note, though. Thank you. Joe Rybar, my girlfriend agrees with everything you say, blonde. Boom. Women should take care of their men, not vote, and embrace being feminine and motherhood. It's almost eerie. Also, run an etiquette school. I don't know. I mean, I don't have super good manners. I did kind of pick up a lot of boyish manners over the years, which I don't want my daughters to have. Hmm. Um, Frank Underwood, I would bet a pretty penny that the incompetent, diverse construction company were hired solely because of diversity. Fits the pattern. I bet, too. Yeah, we'll see. It, it, it will be interesting if, that, if there's truth to that. Yeah. First name, just another example of how celebrities believe they are above the rest of society, culture, and even the law. Katie knew the guy's beliefs, and she had no issues with stomping on those beliefs. Yes, that's what bothered me the most about it. It wasn't the kiss, which seems relatively trivial. It's his belief system and how she just shat all over it, knowing yeah. where he came from. I mean, from. Like, he said explicitly, I don't, I don't want do to that. kiss somebody yeah. prior to being in a, in a relationship, yeah. is what he said. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Zero, has, also, we would not, we would have respected a Muslim person's wish. I, don't, I think that she would not have done this if the guy was Muslim. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I would, like to, I would like to see that hypothetical play out. But um, then you'd blame it on, that would, the criticism would be different. You'd say Katy Perry, Islamophobe Katy Perry refuses to, well, no, because then, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure there'd be some other interpretation. Uh, Jordan Zero, way. as someone who was also as untouched as a bag of broccoli in a candy store, one benefit <laughs> of this lifestyle is I see an attractive woman smile or wink, and I'm happy for the rest of the month. No, why? Why? Man. That's women are. Is that a tragedy? So bad that that would make somebody happy. Uh, Maybe. Well, they hey, I mean, I, there is some truth to the idea that when it is not immediately accessible, when someone gives you a gesture or a display like that, it does warm your heart in a way that is, I, I, I hope that to interpret really that, that positive. Well, well, it just I, means that women are failing men so badly that like a small gesture like that can, can really bring somebody some happiness. It's like we should be smiling at men that pass by all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether to be encouraged or discouraged by that comment. That's kind I mean, of I a, find that, discouraging i think that women have, have just largely failed men like the other day i saw like a stunningly beautiful woman i just saw her like the side of her face and like her backside and then she turned around and her, her thighs and legs were covered in tattoos oh, it's just like seeing it. stuff like that it's like that i bet that woman is a crazy feminist bitch and she had all the stuff all the genetics to like have a normal life and instead she's like gonna cover herself with weird artwork and treat guys like shit I guess what like, I find encouraging about that comment is that um, is that despite the difficulty that guy is choosing to find something redeeming, find some optimism, that's a, that's an important perspective to keep. I mean, uh, as as I keep true. saying, like I understand the MGTOW perspective. I just I hope not to fall into it. <laughs> yeah, Matt messaged me a few days ago. He's like, oh, six months till MGTOW. <laughs> like ninety nine percent, but you know, yeah. Uh, let's see. Stan, friend of the show, says, please, mistress, stop reading and just beat me. Also, one of the <laughs> nuns died after collapsing during a court hearing fighting Katie to stop her from buying the convent. Oh I had not God. heard that. Holy smokes. Are you serious? I got to look that up. Look that up while I, I finish reading these. Um, All right. 
Jacob Slob said, kissing Katy Perry is kissing everyone Katy Perry has kissed. So you could be talking about thousands of girls. Yeah. <laughs> and they liked it, right? And they all liked it. Something about cherry chapstick. Um, I don't see, I see nuns who say they're broke, but I don't see any who say they died. Keep, Although keep I trust, working. oh, wait, 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 none involved in Katy Perry convent lawsuit collapses and dies. And this is according to NPR. This is not according to like InfoWars or something. Ooh. Jeez. Um, AZ Archer, don't lie, Matt. That was a turn on for you. Great show as always. Have an awesome night. Thank you. You're talking about, you're talking about, um, that, that, the uh, what's her name? Things. Yeah. Um, the hell's her name? Miss, Va- Miss Velvet, Miss Velvet. Miss Velvet. Maybe um, I'll sign up for one of those Skype flirts. I'll tell you how it goes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Michael Schlecht said, there are good ships and wood ships, the kind that sail the sea, but the best ships are friendships and forever they may be. Happy St. Patty's Day. Thank God you. dang that. it. There's one sounder I don't have, which is, ha, gay. That's, that's what that one needed. <laughs> we can't be mean to our audience. <laughs> I've been reading people's super chats and like, thanks for the money, but whatever you said was stupid. No, it's okay. I, I know Michael. He won't be mad. Oh, really? Yeah. I like saying his name, Michael oh. Schlecht. I like it. He actually DM'd me and said, tell Blonde not to pronounce my name so painfully. <laughs> I like and I it. Said, I said, next time I'll tell her it's pronounced Michael Schlecht. Oh, That's the proper oh, pronunciation. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he'll say to me, thank you for pronouncing it correctly later. Yeah. No, no, it's not painful. I just It kind of rolled off the tongue. Um, yeah. Les Schilling said, I take the high road with my liberal friends. Still sad. There is no reasoning with them. I'm from the Marshall Islands. The United States is my adopted country. I love this country. Thank you. Thank you for the donation. Liberal friends have still made it in your social circle, I see. I, I don't have any left. I got to say, not a one. They yeah. left me. I didn't leave them. Except <laughs> for the mutual. cases where I did leave them. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, Alex Sears says, didn't get to watch the show live often. Love what you guys do. Please keep it up. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Let me it. reload this really quick and see if I got them all. And I did get them all. Fantastic. All right. Well, we will um, we'll close it out there. Appreciate uh, everybody hanging out and uh, super chatting and, uh, and uh, hanging out in the chat and trying to keep us on track. Really appreciate all of you guys. If you're listening later uh, on an audio platform or on YouTube, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Uh, remember, there is more of the show. If you can't get enough of this, uh, this here duo, there's more stuff that you won't find on YouTube on the audio platforms. Wherever you find your audio podcast, you can find us. They're all linked in the description for you. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Um, hopefully some good guests coming up. As I said, it sounds like Brittany Pettibone and um, Andor Owen, uh, Owen Benjamin in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, we will be back regardless of if one of them is here or not. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, you sleepy, sleepy eyed son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not me at the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Thanks. Bye, guys.